I'm gonna tell you what it is, okay? It's a dumbass white movie about some dumbass white girls getting their white asses cut the fuck up, okay? Yeah, I suppose Sandra Bullock is Miss Ethnicity, right? Well, no, all I'm saying is that the horror genre is historical for excluding African American elements. Well, look how you get your PhD in black cinema, sister soldier. Welcome to the June episode of Afro Horror. I am here with two two very, very special special guests today, which uh, for the Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors anniversary month. If you all, if you don't know, we are celebrating um, horror movie anniversaries all year because it's our third year anniversary and three is a lucky number here for us. So this month is all about uh, Dream Warriors. So I have two super Freddy fans on today. This may or may not be a part two-part podcast, depending on how far we go. Like if it gets to the, around the three-hour mark, we're gonna have to split this in half. But my first guest is Nicole Taylor of Seven One Six Media, horror movie buff, TV and film professional who freelances in both pre and post production. Currently running her own company that specializes in original programming and merchandising. She also has a new horror se- series, Illusions, that probably maybe coming out soon this year and not to mention she does all of our social media now at afro horror and nicole, hey nicole how good. are you i'm good thank you for having me your episode of skeleton key was one of our uh, popular it. ones so i think we had like a good you. time we get a little crazy sometimes but <laughs> we had fun <laughs> Yes, and that other voice that you hear, you may know her from her uh, podcast, but it is AJ. She's a pro dancer from Gary, Indiana, currently living in Baltimore. Outside of being one half of Destination 180 Degrees podcast, she also owns her own online accessory store named Jaded, providing handmade waist beads, nameplates, and other custom-made items. She's making something special for us at Apple Horror as well. How are you? Welcome, AJ. So excited to have you both on here because we've had a Nightmare on Elm Street room and actually as this is recording um oh it already passed we are doing a nightmare on elm street like (laughs) uh clubhouse franchise thing but this will come out after that so unfortunately listeners you missed it but um don't worry because we're going to recap dream warriors for you right here i know you two are super freddy fans so i want to start with cole like what was the first time you fell in love with the nightmare on elm street franchise oh my goodness honestly it was watching the sillier freddies just because they kind of came out when or before I was born. (laughs) So I just kind of jumped in. My sister, when she was younger, she used to always want to watch horror movies. And me being the younger sibling, I was forced to watch whatever she wanted to watch, even though she's the scary one. That's why I got forced to watch with her. So I just remember watching the one with his daughter, Freddie's dead. And I was just like, this is so crazy. I need Ian. Like, I need to see more. And ever since then, I've just been in love with Freddy. He's my favorite slasher. I love the ridiculousness and oh, it gives me life. That's so funny that you said it was your older sister because it was my young, I'm sure we talked about this before, I don't remember, but it was my younger sister who coaxed me into the horror world and was like, you have to watch all this with me. She's my big younger sister, as I call her. Now, AJ, what about you? When was your first um, um, tongue kiss well, with Freddy Krueger? Well, my Kruger? first one was actually the one that came after Freddy's Dead. Mine was New Nightmare. That was experience. So I got the meta movie first. And I was just like, okay, so he's not Freddy, 
but he's an entity. So who was Freddie? So I needed to obviously find out. And then from then on, I just had to, it That's took okay. me a while to She'll see all of the movies. But at that point, like, how could you not love this burnt up man with all of these fire one-liners? So as we're recording this, it's been a really great news day for horror. The first piece of news to come out today is that we're getting Escape Room 2, the trailer dropped today. Did anyone, did y'all get to see that trailer yet? Mm-mm. I'm going to let you in a little secret. I haven't seen the first movie yet. Oh, wait, it's actually good. It's yes. actually good. Okay, yeah. and that's what was stopping me. Because sometimes I'm like, okay, is this a gimmick movie or is it no, actually it good? It's fun. We should do a watch party because it was actually We okay. should. It's what fun. It has, it's, the set pieces are so creative and the, just the design of the sets are so creative. Well, Cole disagrees with that. I think set pieces are creative. <laughs> so I, I like the film a lot. And it stars a black woman. Um, the reason why I'm excited that we're getting the sequel for the trailer, but I, I actually feel like don't watch the trailer for Escape Room 2 because it has a lot of spoilers unless they're trying to like, what do you call it? Like lead us astray? Yeah. But I don't feel like they are because they gave away a lot. It, it kind of reminds me of Hunger Game Catching Fire, you know, with like all the champions coming yeah. back. Was it like Ma's trailer that literally just told you everything? I always use that as a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a lot of it, a lot of it, a lot of it. Unless, of course, they're they're joshing us and you know they're trying to come up with something else. But this is why it's exciting that we have Mm -hmm. an escape room too, because this black girl um, in this movie, her name is Taylor Russell. If she survives this movie and she and they give us an escape room three, which I think you know it might become a franchise much like Saw or even Fast and the Furious because it, it has all the makings of doing it. It's a, basically a worldwide game of escape room. So they right. could keep going for a while. But if she survives this next film and she also leads the third film, she will be our first black woman screen queen. I know right. that's right. I love to see it. It's about time. Now, to be very clear to everyone, before you start writing in letters to the inbox and filling it in with nasty comments, at Afro Horror, we have a very specific definition of a scream queen versus a final girl. Final girl survives the end of the film, and maybe there's one or two, but there's not three. Three makes a franchise, and, and a scream queen has to lead all three movies in the franchise. Lead is the key word. She cannot be a co-star, so Brenda of Scary Movies doesn't count, unfortunately even though I love Brenda. Um, but she has to lead and she has to survive all three. So that's why we have Sydney Prescott. Um, uh, what's the other one I don't like? Lori, Lori Strode. <laughs> and then Nancy, obviously. Now, Nancy almost didn't make it, y'all, right? Because after, shoot, after the first one, she kind of dropped off for a second. She yeah. Here. Wait, yeah. let's have this discussion really quick. <laughs> don't kill me, Nancy people. How many Nightmare on Elm Street movies have Nancy been in and she's led? Is it two? I mean, three. technically three. Yeah. What's the third three. one? A new, new Nightmare. nightmare. What, what's the second one? This Dream one. Warriors. Is she technically the lead of this or is... I feel like they tried to make it tandem with both of them to eventually pass the torch, but I mm-hmm. mean... She they was still... In my, in my head, I was paying attention to Nancy Nicole Thompson. Hello. <laughs> okay i don't want to get a fight so we're gonna say yes nancy is also the lead co-lead of dream warriors because if she wasn't she technically wouldn't be a scream queen i know barely this is unfortunate but we're not <laughs> gonna do that to nancy um okay so that's a piece of uh, escape room news that's really exciting I, I don't know when that movie comes out but um I'll look it up later. The next piece of news is friend of the podcast, 
uh, Josh Rubin, who's also started with us in our Get Out live read, which when this podcast airs, it already happened on Clubhouse. He played um, the Armitage dad. Um, he is the writer. No, he's directing. Sorry, he's directing this new movie called Werewolves Within. It's a comedy horror. It comes out July 2nd, and they released the Green Band trailer for it today. So congratulations, Josh, on that. It stars a black man. We'll oh, see yes. if he makes it to the end. And if he does, then Josh can come on the podcast. Right. <laughs> if he doesn't, then we're going to have some issues. Um, are you guys? Ex- do you guys like werewolves movies? I do. Like, if this movie is along the lines or even better than Ginger Snaps, I will be happy. Oh, that's that's a high bar. I don't know why you would set him up for that. But that well, is a I'm high saying bar. it's a werewolf movie, and there's so many things that you could do with a werewolf. And I mean, in this day and age, I'm pretty sure there are ideas being bounced around. So I have faith. I always got faith in people, though. I'm like that. That's amazingly positive Libra. Yeah. That she is, and I am myself. Cole, werewolf movies, do you have a favorite in particular? Um, I like Cursed. I know that's so oh. random for a lot No, of I people. like Cursed, too. I, I like, like Christina Ricci. I'm always going to be a right. Christina Ricci fan. But Ginger Snaps is up there with that for me. So well, another hard competition, lead, right? <laughs> all female led, obviously. Oh, you know what? Maybe Afro Horror Clubhouse can have a versus. Oh yeah, yeah. yes, we could. Mm-hmm. It's Afro Horror. So there you go. But you know who was the director of Cursed? What's Craven? Yeah, and that's a great segue to take us into <laughs> Nightmare at Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, because Wes did not direct this, but he Mm-mm. wrote uh, or co-wrote the, the script. He, he so I wonder yes. if they would have let him just run wild like he wanted to, what would have happened? Because I hear it was dark, but I also hear Freddie was on some other stuff in his script, so... Oh, no. Yes, yes. The long history of Bob Shea, um, the executive of New Line and, and uh, our love and, and, and will never be forgotten, Wes Craven, could make, a, we could have a whole episode on that separately. Yeah. But a long story short, if you don't know, at the end of the day, um, they were heading in a different direction with the Freddy character away from making it so um, dark and serious. And I, that's really, I think what Wes was heading down towards. And, and that's not what new line wanted. They they're just coming off the heels of, um, nine Red Elm street two, um, which was very campy and very queer, um, which is happy. Uh, first of all, happy pride month, everyone. <laughs> Speaking of nine Red Elm street two, happy pride month. We should have covered it for, for that one, but it's not selling my anniversary this month. Also what a weird, okay. So the, the release date for this movie Wow. February it says February 27th. Why am I celebrating it this year, <laughs> this month? <laughs> I Nothing thought it was the podcast third. makes sense. I thought it was the oh, third. I thought it was threes. No? Did I make that up? I might have made that up. Never mind. Wait, when no, I- that, that's a good excuse. I really thought, I swore I saw the release date was in June, so that's why I picked it for June. Well, but you know it what? It's in February. It's okay. Make it work. It works. It's cool. Yes. So it's the year three, so we're talking trilogies, and that's mm-hmm. not happening. There you go. <laughs> like, there you go. And I mean, you know, um, he's not African-American, but Robert England's birthday is the week this drops, so there you go. Hey, Wait, it is? Yes, what, when June is 6th. his birthday? June 6th. That's why we did this episode this month. There it is. Now I know. So Robert <laughs> birthday. We're gonna have a big celebration on the on the socials, right, Cole? Because I, Cole, I know Cole's got plans for this. Well, 
I'm excited. How old, to see. How old is Freddie turning? Do we know? He's in his 70s. Well, I know that. I know yeah, he's in his 70s. I, I wanted to say it. Godspeed. Number, I don't know if it's right, and I'm not trying to yeah. age this man. I don't want to age him. Godspeed. We're gonna have, we'll have a party for you on, on, the, on the socials, Robert. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so this movie came out in February, <laughs> but we're celebrating in June. Happy Pride Month. So let's talk about this, because I have some questions um, right from the top. So- Let's dive right in. The movie opens with a quote that says, sleep, those little slices of death, how I loathe them. And it claims that this quote was from Edgar Allan Poe. I did some research. This quote is not from Edgar Allan Poe. (laughs) No one actually in the history knows who was accredited to this quote. Um, so it's kind of funny to me because, you know, you look on the websites and they're like, we don't really know who said this, but we know it wasn't Poe. And I was like, so how did we, it's a lie. The movie opens up with a lie right right from the start. Like, how can we trust anything? It was in a dream. Dreams are confusing. I don't trust the film at all now because it opens up with a lie. And I, if we have to start our relationship off like this, I don't, I don't like it. Is it not stable? (laughs) It's not stable enough. It's not stable. But that, that, I thought that was funny because I looked up the quote because I wanted to like see what the background of the quote was and all of these scholars like, yeah, he never said that. He never said that. So I was like, oh. Who well. said that? Who I also want to mention, who said that? <laughs> so the movie actually opens up in 1987, a year after the events of the previous film with teenager. Now this is really funny because I listened to her very carefully when she says her name and she says, Kirsten. Yes, Kristen. They say that baby's name so many different ways. I'm like, you would have thought she was a black child the way they say her name so many different right. ways. Ain't nobody saying it right. She says Kirsten. Everyone else is saying Kristen. Yes. But I mean, <laughs> like, and even like it's spelled K-R-I. So I would say right. Kirsten too. I like, would say yeah. Kirsten too. Mm-hmm. Right. I know I, a set of twins named Kirsten and Kirsten. I don't know why they mama did that, but their names is Kirsten and Kirsten. So I mean, I don't know. What you gonna How does it? Kirsten Dunst spell her name? Kirsten spells it K-I-R. And then okay. Kristen is K-R-I. Mm. Her mama must have Kirsten turned twisters. Why that K-Y-R? Well, you know what? You know what this makes me makes me feel? There's two lies already from the jump. <laughs> <laughs> We're misled. It's only 30 seconds in. Like, damn, double homicide. <laughs> right. Oh my God. I can't believe shit in this movie. Honestly, from the jump, you can't believe what you see or hear in this movie. Kirsten, I'm going to call her Kirsten because yeah. she said Kirsten, so I'm going to call her Kirsten. Yeah, her mama calls her Kirsten, I'm going to call her Kirsten. No, her mama calls her Kristen. That's what I'm saying. Don't nobody call that baby name right. <laughs> oh, then she done made up her own damn name now. Okay. Said, this is my Hollywood name. This is my Hollywood name, y'all. This is my dream name. I got like dream name. name. <laughs> right. Um, does Freddie ever address her in this? I wonder. I'm gonna have to play it back. I don't think he says her name, but I was like, I guess whatever Freddie says goes for me. Like Freddy if he says Kirsten, it's Kirsten. Yo bitch type of that. Okay. <laughs> you better be honored he called you that. Rest in peace, DMX. <laughs> um So Kirsten Parker is played by Patricia Arquette. And I was looking at like the IMVD facts and there was one in particular that caught my idea. Look, I'd be doing my deep dive. I'm here for investigation. Okay. So um, Patricia Arquette, there was an IMVD trivia that said, oh, she was so 
charming and dynamic and beautiful that all the crew members like fell in love with her and they even went up to Robert to ask him if they had a chance. That struck me as interesting. So I said, hmm, how old is Patricia Arquette? Patricia is currently 53. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this movie came out in 1987 and it's now 2021. That's 34 years. So 53 minus 34 equals 19. That's when the movie came out though. So let's say they filmed the movie about a year earlier, maybe even two. Maybe right. would have been about 17, 18 years old. What the fuck were y'all doing trying to hit on this little girl? I think they were talking about the other teenagers, I think. Like, no, um, it says crew in the IMBD. It says, oh, crew. yeah, because in the documentary Never Sleep Again, you have, um, and I can't call their names right now. They're not Ken Sagos, but like Joey, Philip, they were all in the interview saying that they had crushes and they were asking Robert. But I mean, you know, in these days, I would not be surprised mm, okay. if it was some of them right. older men. But in the documentary, that's because I was like, Okay, well, that makes me feel better because um, I was like, now, crew members. Yeah, now that's, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you don't play those 17. Right, and I was like, she looks like a baby, a sweet baby, innocent angel. And, um, but I was just like, y'all, she, she's young when she filmed this movie. What made y'all okay. think you could be approaching this queen? Anyway, how, I want to know, Mr. Cole, how do you feel about Kirsten? Kirsten, I'm gonna get it right, <laughs> poor girl. How do you feel about Kirsten and Patricia's Arquette portrayal of this character for this film? Um, I felt bad for her uh, initially when the film opens up, just because she's like, "I'm having these nightmares, I'm fucked up," and her mama's out here thotting and bopping. And she- oh, I don't like the slut shaming. Well, it's okay to thot and bop, but if your kid is like, "I'm in distress, help me," like. <laughs> It's a you know what the best part of that is, Cole? She she gets home, the mama gets home, and she's like, what are you doing up? And Kirsten's like, oh, I was just waiting for you. She's like, well, I'm home. You can go to sleep now. I was okay. like, bitch. I got Jimmy downstairs. You got to go to bed, girl. First of all, y'all was- saw that pink dress and the flamenco earrings. You know, she had yeah. business to attend to. <laughs> and she might have been at a dynasty party. You don't know, something wealthy and expensive. I can't believe their first reaction was, well, I'm home now. You can go to sleep. <laughs> I was trying to make sure you was okay, girl. Okay. What? What? You can at least ask me back. You can go to bed. I'm busy. <laughs> Take your ass to sleep. Thank you, but no thank you. Go go to sleep, girl. I mean, um, I feel bad. I feel bad. Ashley, how do you feel about Kirsten um, as her opening scene as this, like, wilted flower with terrible dreams? I'm just like, baby... You got to be some type of tired. And I mean, in the other sense, if you taken coffee grounds and Coke to the head, because I was just like. Clarify, Diet Coke. Diet yeah, Coke, wait yes. A second. Yeah, oh, I was sorry. Like, what movie did you watch? Because I didn't see no Coke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And the, y'all know like, well, y'all probably in the Midwest, y'all know instead of saying Coca-Cola, we just say Coke. So right. yeah, I just want a Coke. But yes. the we drink, say pop. Y'all, yeah, we do say pop, but if I'm saying distinctively, okay. I'll be like, I want a Coke. Like, ah, you want a Coke, right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I was so confused. Like, I don't remember Kirsten doing mm-hmm. lines off her pillow mm-hmm. in this movie, no, 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 no. <laughs> but she probably should have. That's a great idea. We're not endorsing cocaine, but it no. is a great idea if you want to stay awake. Okay, good. <laughs> she had a good little process going. Coffee. She was literally doubling coffee grounds and the Coca-Cola. There we go. The coffee grounds and the Coca-Cola. And I'm just like, girl, I know that don't taste good. 
Like they ain't had no stay awake yeah, from the first one. movies. No. <laughs> okay. I guess. No, was she was backed up. You just know she was on the toilet, like pushing for dear life. Poor child. All those dehydrated stimulants. Oh, poor baby. Mm-mm. Not that's my worst. That's my that's a new nightmare right there. Yeah. All right. She's pretty crafty. So that house she made was pretty crafty. I don't think I could have did that. I was like, she's on popsicle sticks. She okay. made paper mache. <laughs> Y'all are so precious at giving Kirsten such grace because I was like, Chris Kirsten, you know, you cute, you're young. If I had to stay awake all night, I'm in the club. Like, I get it. You're a teenager. There's got to be like a spiral, a teen night. That's what we called it in Michigan, spiral. A teen night, something you can hit up with a wristband because you, you're too cute to be in the house. Now, your mama is out doing what she's got to do. You could be out, too. Could make this a, a team, a tag I mean, team thing. Yeah, but then when you think well, about I mean, it, when you come home from the club, it's, that's the fight. You might be slumped at that point. Like, it's a fight to stay awake after the club. You Man. think that's a good idea? Especially, well, she can't afford a drink, so she could just stay up oh, you, a little bit. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Do a little hair roll. Yeah, yeah, she don't, yeah. need, don't drink. Um, <laughs> but just, it, you know, she was playing that loud ass rock music, and I was like, baby, you need, you know, no matter yelling in the world, is if I'm tired, I'm going to sleep. You can, I could be at a you concert. It's going to be yelling music. <laughs> right. Tired. I'm still going to be yelling. Okay. But what I feel like she needed was, you know, it's 1987. So the bands of that day, like a little Janet Jackson, a little um, control and like mm-hmm. a little dance, get a little dance out of it. Keep okay. your body moving. Something. Keep your body moving, Kirsten. That's the, that's the trick. Feel the beat. You could have been doing aerobics. I don't know. Right. Don't right. Get fit. <laughs> Let's <laughs> train, bitch. You need to train in real life and in your dreams. So. Right. Okay. Get that cardio Dream Olympics. Up. So she's so she um she nods off and she's having this dream. She's she's being haunted in this dream. Um, this little baby girl in a yellow dress is is following her and chasing her shit. And she's she's holding the baby. She's running around. I'm, it's in the background, so I'm like paraphrasing because it's not in the Wikipedia. Um, and then she goes into the bathroom and Freddie is grabbing her. He's in the mirror and he's starting to what is he doing? Slicing her? Yes. Now her, hold right? on. May I ask you to rewind a little bit? Because I watched this this morning. I was just like, oh, yes, I think might as well, right? And the reason why I love A Nightmare on Elm Street franchise in general, you can watch these movies and be rewarded every time you watch it. And I love a movie yes. that can do that. So my yes. point is, when Kristen Kirsten, whoever she is, walks into the house, right? And the little girl comes around the corner. I ain't dare know Freddie was standing right there the whole time. Did y'all oh. see that? No, yes. I have to play that. Okay. So y'all, vibe me, vibe with me real quick. When Kirsten comes in the house after the jump rope girls do their thing with the little, they got a little boy with them mm-hmm. this time. I ain't never seen him before. So um, <laughs> I know, but usually it's all the girls. I was like, okay, we got a little boy. He got a feature. Okay. So when she walks in the house and a little girl in the yellow dress, she comes around the corner and says, he's here or whatever. And Freddie is right there behind Kirsten, like in the cut to the right of the screen. You just see his red and green sweater. Because at this point, you know, they put the stripes on the sweater. In the first movie, it's no stripes. So I was just like, mm. I ain't dare never see him standing right there that whole time. He be lurking. I need a man that's that committed to me. Man. The next one up I mean, is- I don't know. Because a little bit later, he showed dropped her fast with somebody else. Literally. But we could talk about that <laughs> later. <laughs> 
I mean, we'll he's get already there. dedicated and committed to one girl. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like this, Freddie. What What happened to Nancy? That was the original Queen Bee, and you left her so quickly. You went back to the next guy in the next movie, and now you're on to some new bitch. I don't know how I feel about this. He's mm. sexy. <laughs> Men ain't shit. Can't okay. even. Can't even. Not even me as properly. a Oh, I did just see his when they're in the basement. I just just. Oh, was that his? Oh, is that he his in the corner? corner? You see him? He's in the corner right there. Cole is looking. Yeah, she while she and the girl is talking, when they show Kristen Kirsten, look in the right screen, like between, it's like a ladder or something. You just see his sweater just right there. Right, like yeah, this. I saw the sweater. I saw the stripes. I was so like, he just over there lurking in the shadows. That's you've been hiding because I sure didn't see you. you know, I mean, that's dedication. Of, he reminds me of what's uh Joe from you? Mm-mm. Oh, Ben Badgley, Joe, just <laughs> yeah. there. Right. No, like, it's like you obsessed about a chick. Until you find the next best thing you want to get obsessed with. Then you want to take my teeth, kill me, bury me somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're judging him too harshly. Maybe as, um, I mean, he is a, a independent contractor, a freelancer. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us here are, all of us here are. So he is just double checking his work. He's actually not even checking for her. He's like, okay, the house looks good. It's really scary. Oh, okay, kids mm-hmm. right on time. He's maybe <laughs> micromanaging a little too much, but I think... He cares about his project. Yeah. Are the kids <laughs> I can respect staging that. the home, the little kids outside singing? Yeah, well, he has to make sure everyone's, you know, you know, when you hire a team and you're confident, but you're like, let me just pop in on them a little bit. I think that's what he was doing. Like, I'm not going to intercede, but you should have been 10 seconds earlier when you ran into her. Next time, <laughs> you know. the boss. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's telling the girl in the yellow dress, like, you were humming, but I didn't really feel the passion in your hums. So next time, next time, next time, we'll fix Boy, it. Or I got to get rid of you now and get another little girl in this yellow dress. Right, he's recasting already. He's already mm-hmm. saying, I'm never hiring her again. She didn't know what the fuck she was doing. Um, I, We have a little cute little game here we, we've been playing off and on. Um, So I want to do, I want to do it for this segment before we get, well, let's, let's get through it. Let's get through the bathroom scene and then we're going to do this game. I'll show you what it is. So Freddie's in the bathroom. He shows up really cool, like out of the steam because the, the freaking, um, what do you call it? Sink grabs her hand. Mm -hmm. That's so dope. And those practical, those effects are so damn good. I'm just so mad that we're dealing with the CGI shit when they did all this practical effect shit. (laughs) It looks so good. Yeah, so much. I love that. See, and even her wrist bleeding. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so perfect. Good. It's so yeah. much good. I'm like, she turns to the camera. Her mom opens the door. You see the squirt of blood in the mirror, mm-hmm. and then you see her arm raised, and you see the cut, and then the cut gushes. Like yeah, pours. Nyetta falls out. Mm-hmm. And it's so. I mean, look, look, look. We're we're not endorsing this. Please do not. Do yeah, this no, to yourself. No, 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 no. But what we're saying in terms of artistry and when it comes to um, practical effects, it's brilliant and for this film because it's like a perfect, like, I don't, there's no good way to say this <laughs> except for <laughs> don't do this in real life. This yeah. is a movie. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I could say. Um, okay, so now that, yeah, this is, this is the story. So believing kirsten to be suicidal her mother is going to admit her to weston hill so let's stop here and let's do the first part of my new game which is called pack a bag for the hag just kidding i don't that's the name i made up but (laughs) (laughs) no it's we're gonna put together a survival kit for kirsten 
um, throughout this film. So the first thing I wanted to provide to Kirsten um, up until this point of the film is, is cocaine, actually. I mean, I live in LA. I don't do cocaine, but it's very, very free out here. Like, people will just ask me, want to do cocaine? Like, it's, it's not a thing out here. It's like it almost as common like as cigarettes. weed. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it is. And it, it took me, like, years to get used to that. And I'm like, okay, cocaine is just an LA thing. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to judge anyone who's going to do it. But it's just like having a moosh boost and then, you know, some cocaine afterwards. So I'm actually going to offer uh, Kirsten a couple of bumps of cocaine because I think actually that will keep her awake better than the coffee grounds. And she won't also have to worry about shitting a brick um, yeah, after every sugar. It never hurt you. Um, Cole, what, what are you packing for Kirsten, Cole? Um, I'm going to pack up some no-dos, Red Bulls, and coffee. What are they? Uh, Chocolate-covered coffee beans? Those are good. Those espresso yeah. beans? Yeah. They work. They're really good. Really good. They're Mine's fabulous at Trader Joe's. illegal. But it's oh, a job done. Yeah. You mix it together. <laughs> Look, we can't worry about legalities. She's being hey, it stuck. Is, it's about survival now. Survival. Yeah, survival. survival. AJ, what are you packing for Kirsten right now? Do you guys know those sticks that people break and wave them under people's nose that like wakes oh, them like up? They pass out? Yeah. yeah. But see, I feel like, because it's the smell that wakes you up. So I feel like if she's dozing off and she like sniffs one, the smell's going to be so rank. I mean, I don't know what it smells like, but it's going to wake her senses up and she'll stay up for a little bit. But she has to use them wisely because she can't let her body get used to the smell because then it won't work after a while. Where are we buying the sticks? Do they sell them at Whole Foods? I would I'm think pretty sure. Aid space. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's probably first aid, Walgreens, CVS. Oh. I mean, maybe we can get some Afro horror ones and make it a survivor stick. I don't know. <laughs> to stay awake. What, this no is going to sound really insensitive. What's the what's the thing they do to revive like people who OD on like heroin? What's that thing? Oh, uh, uh, oh I don't want whippets. Whippets is no, when you huff cans, it's like, it's but it's like okay. nitro, fentanyl, 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 yeah. Yeah, she needs like she need that. And shots like they were doing in a new nightmare. Remember they stole the adrenaline and he was like, Yeah. Oh. She she needs something a little bit heavier, a little bit stronger. But all right, Kirsten, so we're putting this stuff in your pack. Uh, and as we go along, Kirsten, we're gonna add more things to your pack. So if you were working out, you would probably be able to carry this bag. It's gonna get heavy as we go. So make sure you're doing your your kegels, your calisthenics. Mm -hmm. You're, we want her to work out all areas of her body. Um, so let's move on because this is way appropriate already. <laughs> At the hospital, Kirsten fights against the orderlies who try to sedate her because she's afraid of falling asleep. Um, but let's let's pause right there because before all this happens, we get to meet a lot of a lot of people. First person we get to meet is the orderly um, whose real name is Lawrence Fishburne, but he's known as Max. Hey, Lawrence Fishburne. Back then, he was Larry. Right. Larry. Larry Fishburne. Larry, Larry Fishburne. He's fine as hell. Young Larry. Mm -hmm. Young Larry is trim. He got this, like, Afrocentric beads on with his connecting beard and mustache. Mm -hmm. Come on, an Afro. Look. Walking <laughs> with his chest out down the little <laughs> medical halls. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling it. <laughs> We also meet, you know, the doctor. He's a typical asshole. Then we meet, um, let's go, let me see if I can go in order because they're moving so damn fast. We meet Taryn, played by Jennifer Rubin, who is like this rock chick um, who has a really great 
death scene later. Spoiler alert, but it's been like 34 years, so you should know by now. Um, then we meet the blonde. What is her name? The other blonde. Jennifer. Jennifer. Oh my God. It says good morning, Jennifer, right on my TV. We meet Jennifer who like dreams of being on TV, right? That's the one. She wants to be like a, a, a correspondent or superstar or something like that. I think. Um, then we meet, who else are we meeting? We meet the doctors. We meet the orderlies. You got we meet Will. Kincaid. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. We meet Kincaid. Will. But we meet and Kincaid. He's, now let's talk about this because it wouldn't be after a horror unless we talked about it. Why we got to meet Kincaid in a cell? Why is he locked up behind a door? <laughs> oh, he was when we first see him. It's when Nancy meets him that he's not. I was like, wait a minute. Is that the first time we see him? It is. No, oh, he's in a room and the white people are looking through the door and they're going, they, she says, why is he in there? And the doc goes, he's cooling down. Cooling down from what? Yeah, why, why did they have to make him the angry one? Because he's black. Well, well, to be fair, he he originally wasn't uh, the actor. Uh, the story goes, you know, he, he wasn't even supposed to audition for this film, but his agent was like, you should go. It was raining, pouring down rain. He made it to the audition. Um, he was so pissed. But by the time he got in the room, the director was like, all right, Ch- Chuck Russell, do whatever you want. And he proceeds to curse everyone out, just like, fuck I you, fuck you. And then he's like, I want to hire you. So... <laughs> I mean, black Love or not, it. he he nailed the part. So he, you know, he did what he had to do. But he's in the, yeah, I just feel bad. Like he's he's in prison and he's in the corner I mean, of the what room. what even makes your story, because the story is valid. But when you look at the cover art and you look at Kincaid on the cover, he's white. <laughs> I'm like, that's not Kincaid, baby. He's, right. he's white? Look at the, the cover. cover. If you can look at the cover of Dream Warriors, I think because the same artist has done every single cover for the entire run of um, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. I don't know why Matthew is coming at, coming to my head, but I don't think his name is Matthew. But is he the one with the bat in the photo? Do that look like Kincaid to you? Yes. Yes. That's him, though. Yes. And then Jen. That doesn't look like Jen. I think it was made before the movie came out. Because even okay. Kirsten Kristen in the front with the pink dress, I'm like, baby, that don't yeah, look that's, like Yeah, that's not her. That's not her. That's like, funny. Yeah, he is white. He is white in this, mm-hmm. <laughs> in this yeah. poster. Hey, I'm trying to see which one I'm supposed to be looking at. The it's main the main one. one. The main With one Freddy's face, and then the four the four of them are like facing and then away. Even from that, them. because the kids when still missing, they missing face. somebody. Yeah, there's a lot of people missing. Yeah. <laughs> this so this must have been like the earliest script, and then homeboy. Let me draw this. He go, and then they was like, "Oh, we haven't casted people yet, but all right, we'll just keep it. It's nice." Red Kincaid in the red or the blue? Yeah, no, yes. he's in the red with the bat with the yes. baseball bat. Oh, well, he's at least Latino. <laughs> he's got a little tan to him, a little tan. Uh, that's a dark skinned man in this movie. But yes, I see I see I see the issue now. Um I've never noticed that before. <laughs> uh now everyone listening to this podcast is gonna run. Let me go check this thing. Yeah, like, like... <laughs> what is this poster? Click, click, click. Um, okay, so so we meet everyone, we meet all the players, we we get this little interaction. Okay, 1987 is such a different time, you guys. We get this yeah. interaction between, I think it's Will and one of the nurses, where like she drops something off her cart, and they kind of look at each other, mm-hmm. and I'm like, bitch, this is wrong on so many levels. First of all, there's a kid. He's a teenager. Second of all, he's in a psychiatric hospital, so that you, you shouldn't even be messing with this person, but... 1987 is a weird time. Yeah. Cole. Like, oh, hey, um, you're only 17. You're only 14. It's okay. I'm on my break. 
I'm on my break. And also, you're crazy. I'm crazy. Let's go out and have a date. Let's get crazy. Which makes the scene worse when you go back to watch Will's death scene, which we'll get there too, because you're like, this is really 1987 is such an awkward time. (laughs) So bad. Um, we'll forgive it. Okay, let's skip to the good, good, good stuff though. We meet all of our players. Kristen's fighting the orderlies because she doesn't want to fall asleep. And then we meet the new intern, the therapist, Nancy Thompson. Mm, the one. The one she comes in. Can we talk about how good she looks? She was her oh, baby. In this he movie and New Nightmare. Gray. Yes. What'd you say about her hair, Cole? She's giving. She still has her little gray streaks going. And right now, as you know, silver and gray has become a popular color in lace fronts and sew-ins, whatever it may be. So Nancy was an innovator. Not you saying Nancy's wearing a lace front. In- <laughs> oh, no, like, that's like all hers. You know, they'd be like, look, this is all natural. Nancy's is all natural. She was saying the color is popular for lace fronts now. You know the girls, they be trying to do that platinum silver, a la That's look and all She's of that. Nancy did it first. She is. Uh, um, she should have been, what's the girl from X-Men? Rogue? Rogue who? <laughs> this is, Nancy had the streak first. So she was a little bit of both. Storm had the silver hair, Rogue had the highlights. Mm-hmm. You know what, though? I'm looking at Nancy's outfit, and it's kind of funny to me because only two movies ago, Nancy was a teenager going to high school, and now she's dressed like a politician's wife. (laughs) I'm not hating on it, Nancy. I like it. For this new career path. Very professional. I almost feel like if you dress like the teenagers, Nancy, you'd get a better result from them. Like, because you're not that old. You can't be like 23, 24 in this movie. They did make her look like she was like. All the way aged up. I said forty-five, <laughs> but she's rocking this outfit. It, it's grayscale, like the purples. Um, she's rocking the outfit. So Nancy calms her down, and then Nancy goes on a walk with who's this guy? Doctor Neil. Sorry, doctor. Yeah, sorry. She goes on a walk with the doctor, and um, during the walk, we see a woman, a, a nun, in all white, just in the bridge, and we don't know who. Well, he sees this woman in all white. We don't know who she is yet. More to that history later, but it's um, it's something. It it's something. This franchise. I love it. I love it. Like then, like oh, oh. cause okay, not to jump for anybody that hasn't seen them, but I'm like these are old, so y'all should have seen everything at this point. Correct. What are you doing? (laughs) Um, Dream Child is one of the creepiest ones to me, even though that was in the midst of his super crazy quirky behavior dream child is like a creepy story like the whole background to his mom the creepy ass little boy they picked no offense to his mom but like like, that's the one that really got me like oh we're back scary again i don't know how i feel Which makes me really curious because I I would like to read the original script because the way the Wikipedia breaks down these characters, it is kind of sad when I'm reading it now because it doesn't really jump out at you on the film, but listen to this. So they they describe Philip as a habitual sleepwalker. Fine, that's Mm -hmm. not a big deal. Kincaid is a tough kid from the streets who is prone to violence. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's sad, especially if he's like the only black kid in the small ass town. So I definitely feel for Kincaid there. Mm -hmm. Not Street Fighter. (laughs) He's he's the black one. 
<laughs> He's, but you know what? If we let's take a moment to talk about that though, Kin- Kincaid is probably dealing with racism, uh, uh, microaggressions because he is big and black. But then also, 1987, black male. You know, they're not going to therapists. They're not mm-hmm. having conversations about body image or or relationships or things like that. So um, it must be really... T- and then you have to be stalking your dreams by a white nigga. Could you imagine? <laughs> like, a Christmas sweater? What is then, this? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's rewind. Because when you think about it, right? I just thought about this. That means that Kincaid's parents engaged with those white people and burning up Freddie. So why was you doing that? Why was they there? I didn't even think about this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Was it his parents? It had yeah, because they're the last of the Elm Street kids that burnt up Freddie. The you know the yeah, kids didn't do it. The parents did it. So that means Ken Kate's parents was in no, wait, that wait, wait. group. Wait, wait, wait. Do we know for a fact that those are Ken Kate's birth parents? Oh, was he adopted? Is he adopted? Ooh, that could be a lot no. of regression too, being the only black. Because we never, I mean, we look at the whole movie. This this franchise is white as hell. But if you look at the, yeah. you know, this movie and then the next one, the first part of the next one, we get only like twenty minutes with Kincaid. It doesn't appear like there's other black people. So I'm feeling it almost feels like to me he is adopted and he's brought into this white space, and that's where all the aggression is coming from because no one understands him because he doesn't have anyone to talk to about. It's like this girl. Yeah. Now I want to watch four because in four we do see him in his bedroom and I want to kind of yeah. gauge because you can tell from a bedroom what type of situation this is. No it looks white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks white. <laughs> in my mind. Yep. That's why. In my head, I'm just thinking, I was like, mm, yeah. yeah <laughs> so, I mean, Kincaid, I have so much, you know, empathy for him going through this because not only have you deal with the real life horrors of being a black man, but now you're being harassed and the, the night and I'm adopted. I'm just not even my people. <laughs> like I don't even know out. them. I don't even know them. But Freddie, like, I don't know them like that. Right. He's like, I mean, maybe if Kincaid had, you know, talked to Freddie, like, look, man, I'm like you. Yeah. Come on, you you want to oppress the oppressed? Like, don't right. do this. <laughs> like, kind of like what Candyman shouldn't have been doing either. Right. But then I also to add case, more of um Kincaid's story, if this is correct, because remember this was kind of Nick's, not really. But remember, all of the kids in the first movie had siblings. You know, they were made mm-hmm. only children by Freddie. So what if King yep. K did have a brother who was African-American and he got killed by Freddie? So he's dealing with that, too. If that happened. Let's get deep. Wait, Nancy didn't have a sibling, though. No, they all had siblings, but they nixed it. Because, okay, so if you look on YouTube, you can find it. There's a deleted scene with Mar- when in the first movie when they're in the boiler room. And Marge is like, well, yeah, you weren't the first. Like, all of the kids, they had a brother and sister. And that's why they all killed Freddie, because that's the kids they killed. That's kids he killed. So. so then where's Nancy's sibling? Dead. Oh, damn. Yeah, like, Glenn, Tina, Rod, Nancy all had siblings. Freddie killed I, them. I never mentioned it. Yeah. They Nancy, mixed up. The, it's a deleted scene. It's so, a deleted yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Scene. Mm-hmm. Well, gosh, so I'm just imagining like I'm well, no, I'm just imagining because I really do like where this is going with Kincaid because if Freddie did kill an older brother and they are adopted, that's a lot to deal with. Yeah. Like, that was the only other person you had that 
identified with you and y'all understood each other. And now that person's gone. We need to redo. We need this movie done from the point of view of King K because I need to see it. I need to know. I want a deep dive. I'm pitching it right now. <laughs> Color Freddy. But so outside of Kincaid, it gets worse from there. So it's 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 Jennifer is a hopeful uh, television actress prone to cigarette burns. That's that's terrible. It's not as bad. This one actually caught me. It says Will uses a wheelchair because of a prior suicide attempt. I actually did not know that that's so until sad. I read it here. He tries to jump. So sad. Yeah. It's so sad. This thing is dark. So I can't imagine how much darker Wes Craven was going to make it. Yeah. Then From he goes, Taryn is a recovering drug addict. Yeah. Oh, no, you can go, oh, ahead. go ahead, Ashley. What you hear in the I was street? just going to say, from what I heard, Freddie was going to be a lot more foul. He might defecate on a corpse and say a lot of foul stuff. Like, it was going to go that direction. Yeah, it's all in, um, I don't know if you guys have seen that documentary, Never Sleep Again. But yeah, Briefly. like. like I, think I, I feel like I started it. Wes like, was, Wes like, was, and then when the people read it, they was like. I don't know if we're going to go this dark. And that's when Chuck Russell <laughs> and then, Yeah, they was like, I don't, oh, I don't know about that. We, we, some of, we can keep some of it, but some of it, I don't know. It's a lot. Jazz music stops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. What are we doing here? What? You were going to shit on them? On no, go back to Karen because, yeah. That's, that's, um, so everyone, that uh, that documentary she keeps mentioning is called Never Sleep Again. It's on Shudder. It's like, a long documentary Let's about the hours. making of Nightmare on Elm Street. Jesus, yes. It's how, wait, what, you said four hours? It's four hours, but yeah, baby, I sat here and watched it with a smile on my face. I was fine. Wait, I'm not going to lie. I probably will sit there and watch the whole thing. It's really riveting. Like, it, and there's another one you guys should watch. It's about um, the second Nightmare on Elm Street. And, 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 and it's called, yeah, Mark Patton. It's called uh, Scream Queen, Queen. My Nightmare. It's good. Very good. Loved it. Yeah. So watch that one because that's a really interesting take because at the time Patton wasn't out, um, but he 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 is a, a queer man. So he talks about what it was like to kind of be in the closet during this time where they're making all of these jokes and they're they're saying all these things. And it's an interesting point of view. Watch it for Pride Month or watch it outside of that because it's actually a really great documentary. Um, and then we get to Taryn, a recovering drug addict. She is, she is, what's her drug of choice? Heroin? Yeah, I think it was yeah. heroin. Baby girl. Did we hey. skip some steps? A lot of steps. Like baby and. She's staying awake if she need to. That's not what we, no, <laughs> no. No, no, no. not in the survival kit. No, and that's why we, I gave Kirsten a, a, a pillowcase full of cocaine. You can split that with Taryn. Because she needs a lighter drug. Well, heroin is not, that's not the drug. That's not the move. Don't do that. And it's going to make you go to sleep. Right. It's It's a downer. I've never had it, but it ain't no good I've ever heard. You know, I've heard some fun cocaine stories. I've never heard a fun heroin story ever. Mm -mm. It can't be great. Mm -mm. Like people died from heroin. I've never heard of a cocaine overdose. I've heard of some fun cocaine stories, but not no heroin ones. And never ever. Well, that's LA life for right. real. It's so normal. It's so normal. It's like how everybody's like, oh, I'm going to go get some edibles. They'd be like, I'm going to go grab some Coke. You want some? 
I literally, that's how it is out here. It will throw you off. (laughs) I remember on Cinco de Mayo, um, Cinco de Mayo, I was out with some friends. We're having tequilas and and tacos. And and, and, and someone casually says, let's go do some cocaine. And everyone's like, I do cocaine. And I was just like, jazz music stops. Wait a second. How do we get from tequila to cocaine? Right, we missed some steps. Took a quick lesson. <laughs> an easy transition in LA. Oh. Not for me. Again, I, I'm not judging anyone that does it. I, it's just not, I can't. If you want some burger sugar, diabetes away. Do your thing. Like, we're not. Yeah, gonna, I'm not, not sniffing. Everyone. I'm still, I can't take two, I can't do nasal spray. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, baby, I could barely take an Advil. It's not going to work. I buy three rolls. <laughs> Oh, my no. weed is already rolled for me i'm not i'm, I'm not privy to drug i was not made for the drug lifestyle i'm just not experimental i'm nervous <laughs> it's not for me it's shorty said but other than that i get like okay who's it who's in that van outside i can't do it and you know what um this is a good time to say um this is a drug-free podcast <laughs> <laughs> What's the people that used to come visit your schools? Dare. Dare. Yes. Dare. What does it stand for? Does anyone know? Um, Drug. Something. Realistic. Uh, and yeah. Drugs are really enjoyable. No. <laughs> That's not it. That's not it. Really. <laughs> That's not it. That's not it. But if you. Go to the D.A.R.E. program, y'all. They'll tell you. (laughs) I mean, you know, honestly, a lot of people, because of Terrence's character, did do that, make those changes. They say, like, her character really turned around. That's what she said, and I think that's so powerful. I think that's dope. Um, Slightly judging that a movie made you do that. But also, it doesn't (laughs) matter who makes you do it, but as long as you you get it done. Now, here's a quick story. I went to Scream Fest L.A. two years ago, and I actually got to see uh, Kincaid and um, some other people from DreamWorks. They had their whole booth. Yeah. And my dumbass, my dumbass, I thought you'd just be able to walk up and take a picture with them because I had just seen the movie. Do you, they charge $50 for a selfie. They I said, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I'm, I'm not mad at it. have somebody already with the camera going when you walk up to them. Like, hey, no, man. seriously. They, 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 there's a little chart on the table. It's like 50 for a selfie, 100 for like a group shot. And I was like, oh my God. Well, how many people can I have in this group? Because we're going to break this down to like $5. Okay. <laughs> I got to bring Nancy out too. If that's the case. Right. I wasn't mad at him though. I wasn't mad at Right. I'm I'm not mad at that. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. They all need to get their money and, yeah. and for for this actor, he could oh, live off of these films forever. Like he could live off of I can give you twenty dollars in your pocket. Fifty dollars for a selfie? Bitch, let right. me get on let me get like that. That's what I need. I just need one horror film and I'm gonna live off that shit for the rest of my life. That's, That's it. What I'm, talking about. I'm finna shoot one in Vegas. <laughs> right. Right. I was so proud of him. I was gonna lie. I was like, get your money, black man, but not mine. <laughs> right. Go ahead, brother. I'm going to tape you while you talk about it. Get the white people's money. You don't need mine. (laughs) (laughs) But when I tell you there was a line down the the corridor, there was a line down the corridor. No, Mm -hmm. we believe you because me and Ashley would have been in that line. I would have. Get your 50 ready. We're next. (laughs) We're next.
And it was very cute. It was yeah, it was very cute, but I was like, that's a, I didn't, I wasn't prepared. I, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta leave. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't need to get in the line. I'm gonna go get in the line. Yeah, like, I'm gonna get in line. I'm gonna get in line. Oh, I, I, know that. Oh, I caught all these good here. people. <laughs> this is a nice poster. Hmm. <laughs> exactly. I just I got to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Out, out the convention center. God damn, they're expensive over here. So um, you can't even use the bathroom. What is this in here? I mean, but all more power to you, honestly. Awesome. And I think Rachel Rachel True had mentioned this a while ago. She's like, they don't invite her to those conventions and she's missing out a lot of money. Oh, we need to do just a special mm-hmm. craft. Right. <laughs> right. No, Rachel True did say this. She said a lot of times, um, you know, she sees obviously Faruka and obviously Nev and the other girl, Sarah, or whatever her real name is, at the convention taking pictures. And they're like, where were you? And she's I like, well, I didn't know. Well, See, and that's what? whack because I feel like she had a bigger role than uh, even Nev. Not, Nev. Yeah. 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 Well, guess what? That's fine because when Afro Horror starts hosting conventions, Guess who ain't getting invited? Look, you know it's on my it's on my my future plans list because at, attending the Scream Fest it was it was called Midsummer Scream and I, I'm not knocking this festival. Please don't take it like that because mm-hmm. I plan on mm-hmm. attending this mm-hmm. year. It's a very white space and it makes you realize how white the horror space is because outside of Kincaid, I think he was the only other black horror star getting money. Everyone, let me tell you who was getting money, money, the bitch from Halloween Town. Marnie? The girl? Mar fucking knee had the longest line out of everybody in that convention hall. See, and that would be our Tony Todd at our convention. Like, right. like yeah. out here as the biggest. Right. Like, oh my God. And this is something we really got to investigate. No, we really got to yeah. investigate this. Yeah. Because my mouth is on the floor. I was like, yeah. Halloween Town? I love Halloween Town, but y'all in line at $50 for I Halloween Town? Take a picture with her low key. I can walk past the line and be like, <laughs> <laughs> just getting a lay of the land, lay of the land. Right. Like, I like it, but shit. Girl, if Freddy Krueger, like if fucking Kincaid is over here from Nightmare on Elm Street, then I'm, I'm probably right. going to come over here first. Right. No, it was just, it was really disheartening to see um, because I, it was a sea of, of white vendors, um, mixed fans, and fans were mixed with, but mostly white. I'm walking around table to table, and people are making Buku's money, and there's like zero black vendors there. So, mm-hmm. best be known, Afrohor is going to be doing. We're going to get vendors, we're going to get tables, we're going to start doing stuff because that really blew my mind. And um, the amount of money these people are making, yeah. They never have to do another film again. All the let Patricia Cat come to one Halloween convention. Because she don't have to work. Be doing them. You know she, she don't, don't do them no more. She don't do them. But if she did, she would never have to work out the gate. Out the gate. She literally could just quit acting today and, and just do conventions. Him. Yeah, and I she could charge a thousand dollars a selfie. I love that their family showed so much love to the horror genre. Um, yeah. Even Alexis, R.I.P. Alexis, with uh, rest in peace, Alexis. Tucky, like you I know? love that you know they were so invested in this genre, and their family is pretty much Hollywood royalty at this point. Like you got a whole yeah. family. Oh yeah. That are just the Arquettes. Oh yeah. Stars. Right. So I love that they show so much love to our community because you know a lot of bigger actors they don't want to 
get involved just in case like oh my god what if it's not a hit what if it's not right i want to do serious art house films right. and the horror right. is not serious girl that but let me tell you david arquette same thing to you now you and your sister could just have your own convention and just have you no one else show up good. y'all it makes so much money no, we're gonna have one too. Yes, right. Come on. Right. <laughs> Nobody would be so. I mean, it's it's definitely a future plan because it would be dope to have a convention with black vendors and horror, but also have booths for all of the the black artists and horror to actually make some money. Because the thing about these conventions, I don't think people know about for for like the drag con, Dragon Con in Atlanta that does all the fi- sci-fi fantasies, you have to fill out a form and then they have to approve you and they don't approve everybody the same year. So if you are a black artist who has contributed to the, the genre, whether it's sci-fi or horror, a lot of the times you get overlooked because you're not a bigger name, even though like if you had a Tales from the Hood convention, I would be there. Okay. To, to meet all of those people. Okay. It doesn't matter. So especially Stacy. Exactly. <laughs> no, she can't come. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but yes, that was her little segue. So look out for that. Okay, so back into the movie. I don't even know where we were. Okay, so Nancy's dreaming again. This bitch. She's she fell asleep. She's dreaming again. She's in the house. Um uh she is attacked in her dreams by Freddie, but she unwittingly pulls Nancy into her dream and allows both of them to escape. So let's talk about this new layer of um, story. I really think this is so clever. I don't know who came up with this idea. I'm going to say it was Wes because that's my man. But actually, before we get there, let's talk about the part of Nancy's dream where she's in the dining room and then the pig comes alive. Um, first of all, I would just, I don't know, because when we're in that scene, for some reason, I felt like I was in there with her. And when that pig just snorted like that, I was like, oh, mm-mm. And it Is was a this, real pig. Right. I saw that in the documentary. It's a real pig that was stinking. But did you think, in, in the words of our Jennifer, Jennifer Hampton, um, and Afro Horror, <laughs> is this vegan propaganda? <laughs> I was just going to say, it's vegan propaganda. Stop trying to get me off the porch. I like the swine, I like my ribs, I like my bacon. Leave me alone. <laughs> this is vegan propaganda. I see where this is leading to. They used a pig. No, it goes back to like this movie is premiere with the practical effects because before we leave this dream, Freddie is under the rug. He's 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 just rolling through like um what's that movie called, y'all? The Tremors? River Tremors? Yeah. Yes. I love Tremors. Oh, they they should Tremors remake that. Day. Right. They should remake Tremors because that shit, that concept is really, really good. Like you, just, you can't go Reba, nowhere. Reba's in there. Like, they can't mess that up. Hopefully. Uh, That's why I said hopefully. Yeah. No, they, know how they, they do. Everything is possible in the blood of Jesus Christ. But so <laughs> Freddie comes up and he's this giant worm and he starts to swallow her whole. It is the coolest sequence. And if you do watch that documentary, you, they'll show you how they did it. And we love this film, don't we? Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. I still want to know so let's what get- it look like had they not painted it. I mean, I know that was an issue, but I'm still just curious. Mm. Mm. So I mean, the, I we have the miniature... You have it? What were you saying? No, 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 no. I want, I've been trying to look for it. I've been really trying oh, to look for it. I was about it, to say, let me see. You just sitting here holding back on the goods? 
No, but hey, did you notice? I don't know if you can see it. Oh, I did. I'm keeping back there. I did. Screw your horror fans. <laughs> this is funny. I have pictures on my wall in my in my office from different horror movies, and um, this one is Nancy from the from the first Nightmare on Elm Street. It says, "Screw your past." And I kid you not, I've been on many Zooms since I got it, and everyone's like, "What's this one?" I don't know this one, and I was like, "Really? You guys are serious?" I'm like, "Yeah, what? Screw your past." But when these two joined the Zoom, that's the first thing they said. I said, "Look, oh, it's Nightmare on Elm Street." Like, I loved it. I was like, "Oh my god!" Right. I need because it's just Etsy like how you don't know that thick hair like you just know that's her i mean like, that thick hair and that that downward look mm-hmm. sorry i just made a face that's so mean <laughs> i love nancy no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're all trying to do the face now that downward <laughs> smile we love you nancy we're just kidding we're just kidding but um Etsy is is again a mecca of horror memorabilia, but um again, as we try to build the after horror shop, it is really hard to find like black curated memorabilia. Like honestly, the te- the the teacups and the stuff that we have right now that are inspired by they're not you know they're inspired mm-hmm. by Get Out. I I could not find them anywhere else, so we had to create our own. Um, because it's, you know, black horror doesn't really translate, I guess, for marketing and, and merchandise. So people aren't making them. So we started to make No, it own. ain't that. But they just don't think. That's what it is. Because if they really wanted to, yeah. they would. They would. They don't think. You know what we need? We need a people under the stairs inspired flashlight. <laughs> Something. It's, it's so many things. Because even I just watched Demon Night for the first time since I was little. So it's been a blur. And I was like, that key artifact could have been a little marketing thing. Like, it could have been a flash. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I have, I, we have plans over here. Trademark Afro Horror. So don't take that. Cause if we see it, she's suing. Hey, we're suing. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So, AJ, let's talk about do you mm-hmm. like, um, I love this new edition of uh, Kirsten being able to pull people into dreams. I think that's so fucking clever. Mm-hmm. I uh, yeah, and I wanted to talk about that. We'll get to it later, but I don't. They shouldn't have gave her extra power. I mean, it was cool that she could flip, I guess. But pulling people on her dreams was enough. Like, girl, the military would pay top dollar for that power. Like, you are missing out. Uh, right. Uh, the military. Me. Look, all I need is one dream with Chris Evans. Come on, man. <laughs> That's it. Let me lay it down. Lay your head down. I ain't even thinking that. I'm thinking of somebody that could save her. I'm not even thinking about just regular dreams. Oh, not oh. oh, I would be pulling people. Save me. I'm on fire. Well, no, here's a here's a fun game. I'm Ashley, on fire. I'm on fire. Save me. Ashley, who are you pulling into your dream if you could pull someone into your dream? Just Why this film or in life in general? No, 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 in life in general, not in this I film. Know. God, no, 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 life no, no. In general. Oh, no, 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 I know, but the person I am saying is very problematic, but I just can't help it. I'm just going to say I forget it. It's okay. It's Chris Brown, y'all. I can't help it. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Cole, your turn. All right. Ooh, She's like, move on, move on, move on, move on, move on. <laughs> yeah, which era, Chris Brown? Because, because like, there's a variety. Okay, of- so okay, now if this means that I'm the same age, then let's go to let's go to pre 2009 before it all happened. So, oh lord, before right. it got crazy. Oh lord, look, that is her opinion. Please do not write into my inbox. Yeah, that's what that I said. That's what, what I said. Write into her inbox. 
<laughs> go to her inbox. That's I didn't say that. I said Chris Evans. So right, <laughs> a different one. <laughs> not me. Not me picking a white man on Afro Horror Pod. Yeah, because I see. Because I would have said I would have said Vision, but then y'all would have looked at me real crazy. See, so never mind. See, just leave it alone. Hold on. I don't think anyone was going to look at you crazy for vision, but Chris Brown. Oh, well, come on. Let's change it then. Because I wanted to say vision, and I was like, okay, so I'm changing it to vision then because I'm very hard hit. But if he talks, I'm going to listen. still haven't watched it. Mm, Vision will lift you up and carry you in the air and drop you? No. He's like an Eric Northman. (laughs) <laughs> oh, is that who you're bringing in, Cole? Cole, who are you bringing in? Who would I dream? bring in? Mm, 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 mm. Ooh, probably Franklin Roosevelt. No, from oh, Snow- Snowfall. No, from Snowfall. You <laughs> gotta have the Franklin, L.A. Compton accent, though. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know if you were a U.S. history fan, if you wanted to ask some questions about no, no, the New no. Deal. No, 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 no. No, no. I mean, look, she said vision. It's not unbelievable that you could no, want no. to talk to a former president. Like, <laughs> I just uh, want to have a talk. Who else? Captain Jack Sparrow. Anything played by Johnny Depp? I like Johnny Depp. But Johnny Depp is Captain Jack Sparrow? You a freak. Because he can go through like a couple different Johnny Depps. Oh, okay. So you're going to bring in Johnny Depp with a trunk and just a costume change. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't pick Johnny Depp from Nightmare Elm Street with his little crop top and his little boy shorts. I mean, really, the one I really like is Crybaby Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. oh yeah, with the little slick hair. Right. Oh, he's sensitive but still a thug. Mm. Okay, so all <laughs> right, um, I'm judging both of you on these decisions. I knew I, I was ready for it. I knew, but again, <laughs> I you know I picked Captain America for mine. So if oh, could you imagine <laughs> if I could pull you in my dreams? That's dangerous. Okay. So we're good. We're going to get through this podcast one way or not. So Chris Kirsten pulls Nancy into her dream and she allows them both to escape. Okay. Now that we've met everyone that's going to be the rest of the movie, let's refill Kirsten's bag and you can refill things for Kirsten or you can add extra tools for her new friends. So the first thing that comes to mind for me at this moment, um, because I'm a woman, we're all women here. Uh, pan tampon super plus jumbo not for what you think though because yes she'll still get her period but all this blood and all these orifices being cut and grazed at least you'll have something uh, pads too to like you know quickly gals up and if, and if you should be on your period then so be it as well so we're killing two birds with one stone um so that's my first thing i want to add to kirsten's bag i'm going to add an extra thing that everyone can kind of use and it's vaseline because you, you put vaseline all over your body you're hard to catch and it'll <laughs> slip right out of your hands slip right out of your hands so i want you to all say smooth with it and i want you to all say greasy all right all right um cole what are you adding to kirsten's pack um, at this point, I'm also going to add, hmm, 
What are those guns with the nets and we shoot them out? Pew, 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 oh, yeah. Them. Gun like nets. something good to have because even if, like, you can't escape the vicinity, at least it'll buy you a little time. Maybe, yes. Um, some burn oh. ointment and you could be like, look, if you relax a little bit, I'll give you some of this ointment. Put it on your skin. You'll feel a little better. Maybe you won't be as grumpy. Wow. That'll buy you more time. Wow. Um, some Not you alcohol. packing shit for Freddie. <laughs> Wait, I mean, you got a bargain. You got to work your way out. Talk the way out of things. Um, maybe some hair dye to help Nancy out. Like, maybe you'll be more willing to come into my dreams if you can get that hair color together. You know? Oh, wow. Random <laughs> items. Random you know. items. Some fun time. Some activities to keep them awake. <laughs> basically. Right. All right. Things like keep people occupied for a minute and then you can try to figure out your escape plan. Yes, because they're so bored up to this point. They need something to do. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing going on in their lives right now. Distractions. 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 Plumbers. Um, So the pipes don't come out and try to attack you. And if they do, they'll get the plumber and you can escape. Distraction. These are helpful. These are very helpful. These are tips we all could use. Hair dye, burn ointments, plumber's number. These are just survival tips for everybody. Not just Kirsten. Uh, AJ, what are you adding to Kirsten's pack? Okay, let me know if this first one is cheating because I have a second one. But the first thing, baby girl, we're going to get you some good handmade dream catchers because that might just solve your problem. But if that's oh, wow. cheating... Is that cultural appropriation? Is it blessed by... A shaman? I don't know. I know. When I was little, I had a dream catcher, and I thought that thing. I mean, I I believed it worked, so I it might it may have worked. It was from Maybe. um, but it was from like a Aeropostale gift shop, so I'm pretty oh. sure it was. Oh, wait a minute! I didn't even know they did well. Yeah, it was cultural appropriation. There. Yeah, I'm like, no, that there. Okay, now if we don't want to go like that route. I'm going to get my girl some good, nice ice packs because when she did that chest fall. I know her back was hurting, so ah! you're going to need that. You're going to feel that when you wake up, sis. Some ice packs for her back? So, I know you've seen how far she I fell did. and how hard she, she fell. Okay, she said, no, she need a heating pack of ice packs, <laughs> one of them. Well, now I want to add some good old um, soul food to her bag so we can fatten her up a little bit in the ass. She would have had something nice to bounce off of if we... It wouldn't have just been bones on the ground. Just back. <laughs> I didn't say that. Damn, I didn't say all that. <laughs> Ghost said bones on the ground. <laughs> going to hell. We're going to hell. Let's get on with the movie. We Kristen reveals that she has the ability to pull people in her dreams since she was a little girl. And over the next two nights, Freddie throws Philip off a roof and kills him, but not before. Before we get to that, we get this really cool puppet tree scene. Um, is this Philip with the blonde hair? Yeah. Yes. It's the sleepwalker. So remember, Philip is the sleepwalker. <laughs> Freddie is a little like he makes these little puppets, these hand puppets. Um, but he won't. They, he always says they won't let me have a knife, so he has to make these little hand puppets. Freddie shows up into the room, starts scratch like cutting him and pulling his veins out to use him as a puppet. Brilliant. Riveting. Cole, you don't, you're, you, you, you're grimacing. It's so stressful. Oh, God. Like the way, like it pops out of him to turn him into the puppet. Like yeah. younger, you're just Ugh. like, oh, that's dope. Older, you're just like, oh my God, you know it's how painful hard as hell. the vein? 
Like, <laughs> my favorite part of the scene though is Kincaid watches him leave and he's like, all right, have a good stroll, buddy, and goes back to sleep. <laughs> and then the other boy is the one, the other boy that actually is in Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, the little nerdier guy. Mm-hmm. He plays one of yep. the main little teenagers in Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. He's the one trying to bang on the window, like, hey, stop. And I'm like, like stop. He's awake now. He knows, <laughs> he know he ain't sleep anymore. We actually, I, I, they just flashed the camera where um, Phillip's walking through the hall. There's a black nurse there. We got yeah. a few black people in this film. Hey, black nurse. Right. We got characters. They just way, way, way in the background. Okay. Way, way, way in the background. Way, way, way. And then then we have, um, they see Philip at the edge of the building and um, they're like screaming for him. They're clamoring for him. And he's holding his arms out in just the way, you know, the very ventriloquist doll way where you can tell he is in a dream and he's about to be thrown off this building and it's really sad. Oh, this black wait, uh, black nurse, by the way, she's very fierce. I love her fro. I love everything about her. She kind of like looks at him, looks at Will and he, Will is banging trays on people's doors. Like, what the fuck? Ah! <laughs> very yeah. bad girls club. Yeah. Hey, police. I don't sleep because of y'all. get good sleep because of me. me. Uh-huh. <laughs> That should be the new Freddy trailer for the next one. Oh, 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 oh my goodness. I'm going to work on it. <laughs> Maybe we need cool, to put cool. that in the back. You know, for social media, when we drop this episode, will you put that into the in, in a video? Yeah. I get no sleep because of y'all. <laughs> y'all get no sleep because of me. <laughs> and it's like, Freddy, the episode. Um, right. But Philip. You know, sadly, Philip succumbs. Freddie is the ventricle stall over the building, and uh, Philip j- appears to jump off the roof and kills himself. But he was he was thrown off of it, and it's it's mm. very sad. Whew! That, yes, we're going to get through this movie, y'all. I promise. These scenes are so draining. But then the next day, we have a, our first group scene, and they're having a group therapy session, and they're talking about you know what he would have done and what he, why he wouldn't have done it and all of this. And Kincaid gets in a fight with Taryn. And I really like this scene because what this movie does effectively is that it lets us, all these characters are so, so different, but they're not in like stereotypical, like a jock, a cheerleader, the nerd. Like, it's not like that kind of stereotypical. They're just personality different. Um, And this is the first time we get to see them all together and we get to actually invest in these characters. That's what this movie does very, very well. And I would say that's what the first one did well too. The second one did not do that very well. We did not get enough time Mm -hmm. with those characters to invest in them and to care what was going to happen to them. But this one, who, oh, uh, Cole, who's your favorite character in this, by the way, outside of Nancy, like in the group? Um, Outside of Nancy... I, I'm probably like a lot of black people. I like Kincaid. Yeah. Like Kincaid was yeah. giving us the feistiness we needed. He was considered the tough character. Like, you ain't gonna fuck with me. And in this one, they really weren't. Um, So I, I'm a Kincaid fan. Like, there are a lot of fun characters. I also like the girl who, uh, the tough girl, what was her name? Taryn. Taryn. Yeah, Taryn. Yeah, I liked her. She's probably my second pick after Kincaid. But, yeah. Kincaid was given what needs to be given. AJ, who's your favorite character? It's the same ones because those are the baddest okay. ones, period. Right. 
Oh, right? especially when we get to Taryn's dream episode and she's like in her garb and her outfit, her hair, and she's giving us outfit and attitude. Oh, Twirling the knives. I said, okay, right. sis. Those two are my favorite too, but I'll tell you who's also my favorite. It's, um, it's, it's, what's his name? And the, in the wheelchair. Why am I blanking on That's his name Will. right now? It's Will. Mm-hmm. I, I like Will because he, especially because he has the D and D dungeon nerdy thing and he gets, you know, his superpowers later. I'm just like, he's just so lovable. And it makes me sad to think that because he's in a wheelchair, because he was trying to harm himself, because he's just the sweetest little baby lamb and I want to breastfeed him. <laughs> you gotta get his strength back up. That's my breastfeeding voice. Out. Oh God, no, not the grown, grown man. This podcast has taken a turn. He's just a sweet little baby lamb. I just want to take care of him. That's oh. all. So. They go in the group session and Nancy reveals to the remaining patients that they are the last of the Elm Street kids. And that there's surviving children of the people who banded together and burned Kruger to death many years ago. And again, this would have been, but you know, there's a lot happening in this movie, so I get it. But it brings up our earlier conversation about Kincaid. I really want to know. I feel like he's adopted. It's giving me adopted. Oh God! I want to know because that's interesting, that, right? That is a, that is a good little twist to it because it definitely doesn't seem like a town that would be too welcoming to. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. I mean, I know in the first movie in Nancy's classroom, and this was a surprise to me recently. It's like four black kids in there, and I ain't never not seen them. Mm-hmm. I was like. And I was counting. I was like, oh, wow, okay. Lynch Chase teaching the class and it's color in this town. Where in this town? <laughs> right, and that was it. I think that where was is it. This, where is Elm Street supposed to be? In California or the Midwest? Ohio. Even though Ohio. it's a spring, it's a little palm tree there, but it's in Ohio. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so we in Ohio. Then, oh, hell yeah. We got some issues. I'm from Michigan. He, and I grew up also in an all-white neighborhood. So I get it, Kincaid. I get why you're mad. I get it. <laughs> You're oppressed. You're oppressed. You're mad. Everyone's calling you Jigaboo. <laughs> <laughs> when you're walking down the hallways. And everybody. What is they're, it? They're asking you to join the football team, but you want to be an artist. I get it. <laughs> football and basketball. Those are right. They've been courting you since you were five, and you just want to grow up to paint. And they okay. won't let you. <laughs> I just want to be an art. I just want to dance. <laughs> I just want to dance. <laughs> we need a Kincaid fan fiction. I really want really Kincaid. There probably is one. There probably somewhere. is. Right. I bet we if you look on Tumblr, you find it. We need to make this nightmare on Elm Street. What's going on? <laughs> the life he, he would have had if he would have had, you know, been raised by acceptable parenting. Like they don't let him just be a dancer. He could be out here <laughs> the best of Beyonce's. Right. He would, I could have been a contender. That's all he wanted to do. <laughs> the masked um, dancer. The masked dancer. So let's get to Jennifer's death scene because it's the most, it's one of the most iconic. And it was actually um, when she was at, uh, the screen fest I went to, she had a reenactment TV, um, like booth. It was really dope. Like of this whole like little set piece, it was Uh reenacted as a booth and the TV with her like fake body hanging out of it. 
It was really, really dope. These people oh, are really okay. crazy. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. <laughs> so fine ass Laura, Larry Fishburne. Oh, looking yeah, so good. Young Lawrence is Larry. Young Lawrence, Larry, <laughs> Gemini, and my name is Larry. I don't know if you guys ever know that song. But um, he comes into the room and he's like, hey, Jennifer, like, you gotta go to bed. Like, it's lights out. It's, it's, and I gotta, go, I gotta do my job. And she's like, please, please, please. Like, I'm having nightmares. Like, can I just watch TV? And he is such a softy. He's looking at her like, oh, damn. Like, all right, all right. I'm gonna give you like, a little time, but she never saw me. Like it wasn't me. Okay. Um, his name is Max in the movie. I should say Max leaves and Jennifer lays back and she's watching TV and on TV is an interview with Jaja Gabor. Rest in peace. Jaja. You guys know Jaja, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what was her, what was her thing? I almost said Gucci, Gucci. No, that's the other lady though. You thinking a uh, child. Yeah, not Charo. Rest in peace, Charo, too. Not Charo, but Jaja Gabor. I don't know what her backstory is, but... Yeah, well, she was rich. That's all I knew about Jaja. Okay. Like, Dripping. she just was diamonds, furs, Dripping. coats. I guess she... she did an interview or somebody... I don't know, some with someone. She slapped some man, and that's how, like, she really... They were like, oh, this rich lady. Oh, she don't play. Jaja did not play. Like, you don't yell at Jaja. You don't treat her wrong. She's... Like, with her glove, I can see her just bitch slapping someone. Push, push. Tush, tush. Away, peasant. Away, beast. Away, um, beast. Away, beast. Josh is on the TV, but in between that, we have um, Taryn in the hallway when an orderly is trying to, you know, call her a junkie and shit and talk, talk about meth. Leave my girl alone. She okay. is trying. She's got to her this whole movie, and she has been nice. Lee telling nice. you to leave her alone. Oh, You've just been pestering her. Like, whose man's is this? Who hired him? Because he is whose bothering these kids. Well, I don't know who they are because Max is the only sweet baby innocent angel out of all of this. But mm-hmm. um, but my girl Taryn has the will of a thousand hoes because she is really, really rebuffing these like drug, you know, and they're just trying to give it to her. So I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, Taryn. But this segment's not about you. We're on Jennifer. So Jennifer is smoking her cigarettes and she's burning herself. Jennifer doesn't have the willpower that that Taryn has, but she's trying her best. She's watching TV. This remote she uses is goddamn ridiculous. It's huge as fuck, but it brings me so much joy. The big old people remote. Yes, it's like a spaceship remote. Like, where are we going with this? So she's watching um, Jaja do an interview and she's nodding off, my poor baby girl. And as Jaja's doing the interview... Freddie comes <laughs> and ruins everything. Giving us what you think. Bitch slaps her, and it's <laughs> it's really funny. And then he comes out of the screen, out of the TV. His head comes out of the top, and it's it's so brilliant. It's so well done, and the arms come out of the side because Jennifer gets up to go check on the TV. And look, I've been there too, girl. When the remote is not working, you got to go to the TV. So I cannot blame you for getting out of your seat, as Nene Leakes would like to say. But at some point, it's time to go to bed. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> if the TV stopped working, that just seems like I need a new activity. I need a new activity. Let me go report back and take these pills in the cup I got waiting on me. But not even that. She hits the TV, and then the arms come out of the side and grabs her ass and holds her up there. <laughs> <laughs> and Freddie comes out of the top looking like a newborn baby in placenta. <laughs> and <No. laughs> that's what it looks like. Oh, and he has the most 
iconic line. I want to I hear Cole say it because her voice is so small. Cole, Cole say Freddie's iconic line before he kills Jennifer. Put your head in the TV, bitch. That's not what he said. Oh, wow. All the fans listening to this are going to be... <laughs> they're going to be so mad at you. Uh, AJ, you say the line. Cole forgot the line. You ready? Yes. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. Welcome to prime time, bitch. That, that's that what we were looking for. Is that what? <laughs> you said put your head in the TV, bitch. That's not what he said. <laughs> yeah, he said, we some head busses. <laughs> I, don't, I was like, What's, what movie are you watching? Because that's not the movie I saw at all. That's crazy. That's his most recognizable line. And it's the only one he improved. Icon. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Well, He's about your boyfriend now. Yeah. Which is no, me. Well, I was saying that's <laughs> the only one he improvised. Like all the other ones, they wrote those, but that was the only one he just made up and they kept it. You know, yeah. it's not surprising to me that we didn't have more improvised. Right. Because you see, like, well, I don't know this for sure, but y'all can um, let me know. I feel like Chucky be improvising lines because there's no way nobody wrote that. But some of the stuff Freddie says, I'm like, somebody wrote right. that? I feel like at this point, I feel like at this point, Robert, you know your character, so you could just write your own stuff. Just tell him show up. Right. Freestyling. <laughs> you know, it's not the most popular Freddie film, but I do like, um, I believe it's in number, what, what's the one where they go back to the, the hometown where all the kids are dead and it's desitant? That's the Freddy's dead one. That's mm-hmm. what okay. I was talking about earlier. It's not, it's not my favorite, but I love when Freddie says, oh, look at that. I beat my high score. It's, oh yeah, when he's playing the fun. video game, yeah. Yeah, he's playing the video game. And I just, I like it. I'm like, cool graphics. Hell. Oh, or when he, yeah, cool graphics. <laughs> Or when he cuts off Carlos's ear in that one too, and he's like, Carlos, can you hear me? And I'm like, you are an ass. Like, oh, you love tormenting these kids. You are right. borderline rude, 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 rude. Pass <laughs> yes, borderline. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you have a habitual line step for rudeness, Freddie, and it's really funny. So, <clears throat> Jennifer dies. I'm so sorry, Jennifer. You know, we couldn't give you better. Then um, the doctor and Nancy go to a funeral, and Wait, Neil. Oh yes, Larry, the only black character in here. Well, not the only black character, the only black employed character in this film. Find the body. So what is he supposed to say? Like, yeah, uh, her head was in the TV. Do you know how messed up and how guilty I would feel after I told your ass to go to bed, but you gave me them white girl doe eyes, and then I was like, ah, ah, all right, you can stay up and watch Clarissa Mm. explains it all, and then I found your ass (laughs) in the TV. Not Clarissa. Yeah. I would be so mad. I would be so mad. I'd be like, God damn it, I'm about to lose my job because I couldn't. Ah! Right. And hey, but at least you had no witnesses left. Okay. I would have pretend like I never found that body. I'd okay. be like, close the door, like, Yes, who's who's next on the round? I, th- I, I mean, gotta take a bath like, oh, I was just about to come in and tell her right. to go to bed, but it seemed like right. I was just about to come in and go to bed, oh, and sweet. I found it like this. I would oh, lie damn. my way out of this. But then, right? Can we also just talk about? I'm sorry, but how the heck did this? If this was a you know suicide attempt. How did she jump three feet into the TV? Her feet was dangling. No, I can just see her now. Like, you know where she had a trampoline. 
No, she made her run from it from the back of the couch. A coward dunker like, at the basketball game. <laughs> I'm honestly not mad. I'm impressed. You said I have to study my role. I'm studying. Like, be going really fast. So it's like you're just gonna bust your head on TV and fall. Boom. Yeah, I mean, like, um, it, it's impressive. <laughs> it's impressive. impressive. TV like, screens are hard to break, so it's impressive. That's and that's an old TV. That's a that's deep TV. Right. It's not right. a flat screen. It's like Mm-mm. a plate of glass. That's like going through right. a Yep. I mean, uh, I don't know. If I was Larry, I would have done the same thing. Like, damn, who left the light on the TV? Oh, damn, y'all come look at this. She's gone. She's gone. Oh, no, I didn't know she was in here. I was. I took a bathroom break. I told you. I, I didn't even know. It. I just. Started, I didn't know. <laughs> Who am I? Y'all come get him from this TV. I think I picked some of their pills. What is this? Who am I? Who am I? I suddenly I can't see. <laughs> suddenly I can't I'm hear. Wendy it's weird. Williams. I'm just Mama? Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Larry. He had to deal with all of this. Um, okay, so then we're we're at the. What was that, AJ? Oh, I was like, I guess you could just pull a Wendy and just, I mean, he can pull a Wendy and just faint. Just like, oh, yeah. Mm-mm. Whew, yeah, I think right there next to her, someone's going to find both of us. Right. Like, okay, just, <laughs> let me slide oh God, some, of this, oh let me some of this dirt residue, this TV some residue glass. here. Right. Like, like, I don't know what yeah. happened. Someone hit me. Someone hit me. Someone sucker punched me in the jaw, and then I, I woke up and she was gone. <laughs> Whatever it was, he was white. <laughs> describe describe the killer, Larry. Um, five ten, uh, white, definitely white. Know that from a fact. Not Sandy me. White blonde hair. Sandy white blonde hair. Blue ass. Blame the dude that, that that's all with Terrence. Blame him. Right, him, him. I was like, I don't know. I saw him. Joe out of his, you know, taking right. rounds in the afternoon. It would have been a, a big lie, but either way, poor Larry would have went down for it. Like, so it might have been him too. Yeah, <laughs> could have been you. It might have been you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I would have trusted. Set up. Set up. So Neil and Nancy, they go to the funeral, and um, Neil's talking to the lady in white again, the light, the white nun. And, uh, but he's not really talking to the lady in white. It turns out he's just been talking to a gosh damn ghost. What does she tell him? Let me find that. She Wait, tells what him something. She says that um, the unrest soul has like. to be laid to rest. That's the right. nun ghost. My what bad, Cole. The nun ghost is serving. That outfit is not hard to pull off. And she is doing it. Um, but also, I'm a little perturbed that the nun ghost... <laughs> It's not coming to Nancy with this information. Bitch, I've been through this. Like, girl, you know your son been her, uh, not son. You know this nigga. <laughs> me. <laughs> Why you didn't come? Come to me. Come to me as the woman. <laughs> come to me as the woman and tell me what's going on. But what did y'all think when you first started seeing the nun? That's what I'm curious. I'm curious what everybody thinks about the nun just randomly popping up because you really don't get nothing. And this is an old ass nun, so she must be like her in the afterlife for a couple years anyway. What y'all think? 
I like the add on to the story because I love that. That's what a good sequel. That's what the second movie didn't do. A good sequel adds on to the layer, the ethos, and the background of the story. So I get why she's there. She has to be the plot device to give us more information on Freddy. I just again, I'm really not sure why Neil is her portal for this information. Because if I was Nancy or even Kirsten, I would feel some type of way. Like he's not in the dreams. He ain't getting hunted. Tell right. me what I need to know. <laughs> like, let me help me. Help me. Right, AJ? This nun. Right. I agree. But you know what? Because we do see this a lot in movies, and especially in this franchise, when they be trying to tell people stuff, don't nobody want to believe them. So maybe that's why the nun came to him. Because she knew. If I go to AJ. AJ. Do you I think? have been harassed for almost four years by a man in a Christmas sweater. I'm going to believe you when you tell me. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Anything. I'm saying, no, no, no. I'm saying, you see, when Nancy and them was telling the um, Dr. Neil and Mrs. Sims that it's somebody oh, and they're just killing us, nobody believed them. So instead right. of she, um, Amanda was probably like, well, instead of going to the people I know know this is real, let me tell somebody that think they all BSing so they can believe them and do something about it. So maybe it was that. You know me. I, I get ya. You know I me. get ya. So Neil, to be specific, Neil is told by the, the nun, Sister Mary Helena, that Freddie is the son of a young woman on the hospital staff who was accidentally locked in a room with hundreds of mental patients who sexually assaulted her continually, and that the only way to stop him is to lay his bones to rest. Now, Wes, I just actually watched People Under the Stairs for the first time yesterday. So, Wes, I know that you have um, a really interesting mind, a really disturbing mind. This is the most disturbing thing I've ever had, especially later when we get to see, like, the reenactment of it. I, this is a lot. Like, I don't, uh, I, how do I say this? No, I don't know if I like this. <laughs> right, Cole? It's a lot, a lot. Like, it's it's very triggering for a lot of different reasons. Like, yeah. it's a lot. Like, it's, that's when, and that's why I said also that film where they talk about it more is, like, one of the scarier films out yeah. of the series just because it gets a lot of quirky moments and it gets silly and kind of ridiculous but then we get to that movie and we're like oh shit like i just don't understand like why is it not enough that freddie was a child abuser and that's why he's evil why we gotta do all this backstory with the mental patients right weekend-long sexual assaults because it's trying to make it seem like his idea was this his oh, creation was what made him like this. And that's what, you know, it's kind of sad because, you know, people that might have been. His behavior, his mm -hmm. And I, I mean, you don't want to send that wrong message out to other people who unfortunately might have been products of this situation. Cause that's, it doesn't mean you're going to grow up to be a serial killer. You know, it's like, it's kind of dark. 1987 was a different time, but I Very. feel like if we were to redo this franchise again, that aspect does not have to be included. Mm -mm. That is a lot. To, even reading out loud, I was like, mm, it don't and sit well. They took it out of it initially. They tried to take the whole him being a, a pedophile. Like They tried to just right. make it lighter just because they realized, like, oh, this is a lot for this time. Like That's now they could have jumped into it and it's just, it would have created a whole different aspect of Freddie in general. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, 
Mm-hmm. But I feel like at that time, that's what made Freddie Freddie. That's why we were able to have so many fun, not so much fun, but it is fun, like silly. Like it's more like on a Chucky level at this yeah, point. Yeah, right, right. Like and I agree with And I think we needed that within horror because it's like Jason and Michael Myers, they don't talk. So like right. at least we had mm-hmm. some characters with some personality. So I'm glad they took that aspect out and I don't like that they're trying to revolve it or, you know, right. just get back up like, ugh, we cut it out the first time. Don't bring it up now. Like, yeah, right. let it lie, let it lie, let it lie. Let it lie. Because I, I think what's actually scarier is when the bad guy is just evil for no reason. I don't I don't really need like to understand like a childhood disturbing disturbia or whatever. Although what I will say for Michael and Jason, I think they do that well. It's like one childhood trauma moment, but not even Michael, like he just grew up in a in a bad home. But he was always kind of like born evil. That like that's been the like the running trope with him. Like he was born this way. Depending I kind of prefer that. Version, though. Cause that's, that's true. Oh, version. Gosh, that, that house looked pretty nice. They looked they looked they looked pretty all right to me which why i like i I prefer that version of just like he actually had an okay upbringing he's just evil he's just Mm -hmm, just like some people are just bad it is scary so this that this is a lot and you know i should have probably said trigger warning but i'll i'll record a trigger warning before we actually air this episode because this that is a lot read that out loud even oof anyway let's move on to that part so he and Nancy asked Nancy's father, um, Officer Donald Thompson, who's returning as well from the original, where the bones are hidden, but he is uncooperative. Nancy rushes back to the hospital when she learns that Kirsten has been sedated. Um, but before we do that, they do this experimental group um, thing, another group session, and Nancy does explain to everyone who Freddy Krueger is, what happened to him, and, and, and why he's doing what he's doing. Um, now look. The remains being missing and my dad not giving me the information after all you've seen over the last three or four years, we're going to have some issues. We got to fight. We got to fist fight. We got to fight. We got to fist fight. So you no, acting like you want to see my mama melt into this bed? <laughs> okay. Sir. Sir. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Like, so you, you think I'm stupid. Here. <laughs> And then you went to my boyfriend's house and seen, like, he exploded out the bed. Like, there's right. nothing but blood and a mattress left. Like, what are we doing here, sir? No, Officer Thompson <laughs> says we need a recall on therapeutic mattresses. Clearly, <laughs> it's the it's mattress. The mattresses. That's yeah. the problem. The mattress. Something with the mattress is going on. It's the electric mattress we had for him. Right. Yeah, and my wife, too. Like, we both had the same ter- yeah. therapeutic mattress, and there's no evil. It's just bad salesmanship. Right. Um, no girl, uh, who would we bring into the dream? But let, let me tell you how pissed off I am. Like, girl, bitch, don't call me into your damn dream. Yeah, that's period, though. That's your business. Don't bring me into this shit. I'll be out here waiting with a shank. Pull him out. Like, she said it was an accident. Don't think of me. Don't even no. think of my name. You screamed <laughs> scream my name. No, girl, no. No. <laughs> Now, look, y'all already know I'm the survivalist of the group, but um, I'm telling you right now, this is not the name you want to scream into your dream. I will leave you. No, 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 the thing is, Sardé would be like, if you had the dream power, she would be like, what can I bring in here to distract so I can get away? 
You know what? You know what she would do? She would call one of us. Because she would be like, these two would be fascinated by this. They dumbasses. They gonna be fascinated. Meanwhile, I'm running. And that's who I'm calling. I know I'm calling you. I'm like, look, we got to figure this out real quick. He's up here. We got to get up out of here. Let's make a shake. Let's call Renee and and Tripper. Y'all know I was on Let's Make a Deal already. So I would be like, look, now, Freddie, you could have me or I can give you 10 more bitches. It's up to you. You could have one bitch or I can bring in 10. You want 10? All right, well, let me go ahead and call these hoes in. And ho after ho after ho after ho. Hey, this is why we don't need to go to no party thrown by Charday. It's going to be set up. Did you guys watch Army of uh, uh, the Zed yet? I started and we. Yes, I I watched it. Okay, we ain't going to talk about it then because you guys have to finish it. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. But yes, I would be, I would be totes upset if um, someone brought me in and, and I was like, no, nah, this, no, we're not doing this. We are not. Now that you made John, my dog's always talking to him. No, you can do it. Right. Unless you're in a, a situation with Chris Evans. And then I'm like, oh, a little thruple, a little Tessa Thompson, uh, let's let's do this let's come on in um so so then we have um the the next scene that's coming up is a really sad scene it's back to is it will or philip i always get their names confused is this philip the one with the nurse the one in the bed that's Joey. The one in the bed. Joey. Okay, wait, we're not there. We're not here. Okay, so Nancy rushes back to the hospital. She learns Kristen's been sedated. Neil stays behind to convince Donald to help them. Nancy and the others, again, engage in a uh, group therapy, hypno session, right, to reunite Kirsten, but they're all separated by Freddie. So this is what, when we're about to get um, this scene right now because they're all separated and they're all having separate teams, which is like, I get, Nancy, what you're trying to do, like stronger in numbers, but bitch, I think you're underestimating your opponent here. He is practice. He is a master. He off. I'm like, why are we doing a group hypnosis thing? Like everybody's asleep. Nobody can wake anybody up. And all these people that don't believe it are the ones that are awake. No, we need some backup plans. We need like, one of us to stay behind. One person. And that would be me. One. I'm going to stay here. <laughs> I'm gonna read the newspaper article, and if I see y'all like, you we're know, not leaving I'll time you it. to be the awake what? alone, unsupervised. <laughs> you, would, you would just hear a door opening, right? It'd be like, and we see a door in our dream that leads us to Freddie because we hear that from her. I baby. would help. I would set a timer, and I'd say, all right, about about five minutes, I'm gonna come back to check on y'all, and <laughs> I would do it. You are not hired for this position. You are fired before you even get the job. No. Wow. I'm well, and that's why your asses would be in this situation in the first place. So you're picking the wrong keep, people. I'm gonna keep up with my spoon fills of coffee grinds and diet coke. <laughs> you're oh no. no. Ooh, ooh, this is a good time. Let's repack Nancy's bag. Nancy. Kirsten's bag. Okay, so now we're repacking Kirsten's bag because we're going into the group hypnosis stream, which by the way, everyone's getting their superpowers at this time. So keep that in mind as you're packing Kirsten's bag. Taryn's got her nice, her daggers, her cool hair. Kincaid built bent a chair. 
I mean, freaking Kirsten can do flips. She's, you know, Simone Biles at this point. Um, so everyone's kind of, Will can walk. Um, everyone's kind of got their, their own thing going on. So let's add something to the bag. So Nance or Kirsten, see, and we're getting confused since you can flip and everyone's got superpowers. Um, I I'm going to give you, I was going to say a Chinese finger trap, but why would I do that? <laughs> Sabotage. Wow. Are you an imposter? I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> That was the first thing that came to my mind. No. always on sabotage. Take it back. I take it back. I am going to give her um, a timer, but not an electric timer. I'm going to give her, uh, ooh, I need a timer because the electricity we played with and the sand one. Yeah, like an egg, something that can't be messed with. Oh, you know, no, oh no, it still goes because as a little kid, I used to definitely turn it, but it was still tick. So yes, yes, we have. Proof. Yes, we we can give you a timer because um, I feel like since no one else is in the stream that can be trusted, we need something at least to signify that time has passed and we should probably be looking for a way out, superpowers and all. So I'm adding the egg timer to Kirsten's bag. Cole, I am gonna throw in a. Speaking of throwing, a flamethrower. Because for one, burns always wake people up. Oh, wow. And two, I would think Freddie would be kind of thrown off by fire, just like Jason is by water. Mm. Like, we've never had somebody wave some fire in front of Freddie and him, ah, you know what I'm saying? So, it's true. I would think a flamethrower. And wait, how many items do we say? I think those are my items. Well, you can do as many as you want, but. Oh, and then uh, just more Red Bull. More Red Bull. <laughs> more Red Bull. Keep it yeah, going. Keep it going. And I keep it going. AJ, what are you adding to Kirsten's pack? So since I have two dream warriors that are using their hands a lot, Kirsten being a gymnast and Kincaid bending and having all these strong powers, they're definitely going to need those like little workout gloves that like stop you from getting like the calluses and stop your hands okay, from okay. sliding and things like that. I because like if she's going to be flipping in the dream yeah. world, you know, Freddie be playing. So you mm. might try to make the surface hard, but if she got these little um, workout gloves, workout things, whatever, she'll be fine. And Kincaid, he'll be able to move stuff without hurting his hands. Right. Right. And right. Then right. True, from true. Karen, what I want to do for her, I got two things for her. I want to get her a knife sharpener so she can just like okay. hurt and then gotcha. I also want to get her like some type of thick insulated sleeves for her arms. Oh, right there. Well, that seems coming up shortly. So we'll see what she could have. Just like definitely a whole cover, that. like a whole thick insulated cover. You should just gave her the Iron Man suit. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we playing? Right. Black. Yeah, the black one. Yeah, yeah. Root Roadies, Roadies outfit, <laughs> whatever his name is. Well, those are good packs. Now, unfortunately, we have to move on to Will's um, sex scene. I mean, Will's murder scene. So uh, Will is having the best dream out of everyone so far, a wet dream, if you will, or at least we think it is. The nurse is in her skivvies and her white pretty thong and her titties out, and she starts tonguing him, and then he she grabs onto his tongue. And she uses the, the her extra tongues to tie his ass to this metal post bed. Um, this 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 is a nightmare. Really quickly, my dog is even upset about it. I don't know if y'all heard. Stop me, John. Yeah, he's really oh upset by this. Yes, making an appearance. He's sleeping. He's 
So it turns out that the lady is not a lady. It is Freddie. And he said, feeling tongue tied and rude ass. Um, Poor and Joey. Freddie opens up. Poor, Poor who? Joey. Isn't this Will? Or is no, this Joey? Joey? My bad. Poor Joey. The bed, the bed mattress. I know. I'm lost. The bed mattress falls from under him and in and, and, and his hot, his little oh, portal of hell. It looks like a little Nas X music video down there. It's <laughs> just dangling. He's just dangling. And then the whole other group, they're, they're, they're notified that, oh shit, the dream is not going well. And Kirsten says, Freddie is close and he's coming. They say, where's Joey? And bitch, you, how did y'all not know Joey wasn't in the fucking room this whole time? Like, Is it because he's a quiet kid? Is that what it is? Play to play they're hating on Joey because y'all okay. showing off your gifts and shit, your outfits, but you didn't say, "Yo, where's where's Joey? You not in the room." These are and the kind of friends I don't need. Tongues was tying them up. They remind me of snakes, and I hate it. Yes, um, Cole is not a fan of snakes. She actually set out of our honor to snakes on the plane night because she's not that fan. And that was crazy. Do it again. It was all audio. Like <laughs> you can even see I a snake. Don't even want to talk about it. I can't. My spirit. Oh. No. How did? How are you able to charm the one-eyed snake on your wedding night? Oh wow. God, this snake is oh God. It's a different snake. <laughs> it chases me every day. <laughs> this podcast is rated PG thirteen <laughs> for all the kids out there. So, um, long story short, jo- Joey is killed, um, and it's very sad. Um, and then they all wake up from the hypnosis and they realize that, yes, uh, Joey did die in his sleep. Uh, and the, the woman nurse is pissed off. She's like, what are you all doing in here? Well, he's not dead, dead, technically. He's, he's dead. Temporary rest. Yeah, he's, his body is dead. His mind is still active because he's stuck. He's stuck in the dream world, um, which I think is really cool and something they haven't explored yet. So my pitch for the Nightmare on Elm Street movie would be at some point someone does get in a car accident or something, like an opening scene to car accident, and then they are in a, a coma, and then they have to deal with, like, Freddy in the dream pseudo world for the rest of the film. Ooh, We've like never that. done that before. We've I always done... Story type of deal. Exactly. We've always done where people, like, falling asleep, half waking up, falling asleep. But we've never done it. We're like, okay, well, your body is, quote unquote, dead, but your brain is active, right? So, like... Trademark Afro horror because that would be smart. Because if you think about it, um, that would be a good way to bring them back, though, low key. Because, yeah, if people not, if the thing is these slashers aren't scary, trademark Afro horror, that would be a perfect way to bring Freddie back. Like, these kids could be whooping his ass on purpose, you know? And then it's that one kid that messed up and got caught in the dream world, and uh, Freddie feeds off of him and comes back for everybody. Trademark Afro horror. You heard? I know vampire. I'm keeping something to feed off of. I mean, yeah. if he's fucking, I mean, he can he can like still be fighting or whatever, trying to figure it out. But that's how Freddie yeah. gets his power. It's that sleep paralysis where it's like you half asleep, yes. half awake type of deal. No, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's sleep paralysis where you're like you are awake, like your mind is functioning, but your body is not responsive, and you you're kind of just stuck right, there. Yeah, like, eyes may be open, and you're seeing stuff you're not supposed to see. Yeah, because in this franchise. The, I always feel like the third acts kind of fall apart because they all have the same third act, which is, oh, we need to bring Freddy into the real world so we can kill him. 
But I'm like, well, what if you didn't have that option? What if you were in a coma? And, and, and people were, what if someone who was in a coma was pulling you into their dreams? Bitch, we figured it out. Don't put me in your damn dreams, girl. But if I'm Mm -hmm. a subconscious and I didn't mean to do it and I'm, I'm in my, and I'm in a coma and I'm just pulling you in your dreams. We both gonna die. You can wipe out whole populations that way. Accidentally. Right, like we're just having a big ass concert, bring everybody to the concert. Right, you could be like, okay. "Oh, it's a Beyonce concert." No. Nope, <laughs> I'm it's actually in the hospital. Show. Everybody come. Everybody come. Look, um, you heard it here first. So if you see it on the TV on the big screen next year, I'm suing. <laughs> I already oh, know. Yeah. I already know. And New Line, call me. I already got it. So, um, <laughs> so we're moving on because we're you know we're coming to the two hour mark. So we're kind of kind of we're gonna hit some major points. So you guys stop me whenever if you if there's something I'm skipping because the Wikipedia sucks. So um, Joey is in a comatose in the real world, and Nancy and Neil are relieved of their duties. They are fired. Uh, Neil is told by the nun, Sister Mary Helen, that Freddie is the son of the wait. Girl, did we already do this? My bad. We already do this. Let's, let's, sorry. Going back, going back. Um, okay. So Taryn is about to die. Taryn is about to get killed by Freddy. So let's just stop by a moment and then, and then talk about Taryn's death scene. Cause it, it's so painful, like in physicality, but also it's so evil, Freddy. Like this really shows the layer of how evil he is. So Taryn gets injected. Is that the right mm-hmm. word? Yeah, and that's like a bunch of needles, a bunch of needles yeah. with syringes, and he kills her that way. Even though she's come so far, like that is just so low down, dirty. You could have slit my throat. You could have stabbed me. You could have shot me, but you injected my arms with the yes. one, the one thing. Especially because throughout the whole movie, she's trying to better herself and be clean, mm-hmm. and this is how it right. is. Like, I got chills. Oh, jeez. It's really tough. I mean, this really, I really, that's why I really like the film though. Cause I think because someone mentioned this about Chucky, because he gets so comical at times, you forget, no, we mentioned this about Hannibal. Remember, um, uh, the actor for Hannibal, whose name escapes me right now, because I'm, I don't, I haven't eaten lunch yet, but he goes, I wanted to play in Red Dragon Hannibal really different. Cause people were like siding with him and like finding him entertaining. But I want to remind everyone that he is a monster. So this movie after the second one was so kooky and, and brainy, this one really does remind us that no, Freddy Krueger is a monster. You guys, he's a serious serial killer. He plays no games. Um, what, what about Taryn? You guys want to say rest in peace, Taryn. This is our last we'll ever see Taryn. Any final words for her as we lay her to rest? Cole. Um, I feel like with Taryn, I feel like she got her rebirth with the girl that was in um, the next two movies. The one that uh, got killed in the Roach Box. Was Debbie. it her? Was she the one, the karate? Oh my one? God, yes, the Roach Box. The Roach Hotel. Yes. Yeah, she was like the one that kind of had some ninja vibes going on. She has some creepy stuff going on with her dad. But I feel like that was a almost reincarnation. Like, we had another tough girl. Like, she was ready. Oh, that's sweet to say that Tammy's reincarnated. That's sweet. I do feel like that was a lot of her personality and her energy came into that girl. So, I think that she got her second life later on in the films. But, like, that needle scene, because nobody, I don't know one person other than people that like to shoot up 
and no offense, a, a drug sensitivity. I don't know if there's a word for it. I don't mean to be offensive, but you know what I'm saying? Most people are scared of needles. Right. So I think that scene hits a larger audience. Yeah. Just because it's just like even just getting shots, a lot of people are like, oh, shit. No, this is not for me. I don't like this. So I don't know. Like, I feel bad that that's how she had to go out. And <sighs> Freddie showed his dick side. Mm-hmm. They're some assholes. They're hilarious, but they're assholes. Final words for Taryn, AJ? Um, All I have to say is I know her alter ego as a dream warrior gave her confidence. But honey, mm-hmm. you were beautiful from jump. So I just want you to know that. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Taryn. You did what you had to do. And you went out fighting. You went out fighting, my girl. They all did. But you particularly, you, mm-hmm. you fought the addiction is hard and you fought the long fight. Um, I also want to say before we move on, Freddie also shows what an asshole he is by scratching, clawing into Joey's unconscious body to Nancy. Come get him, bitch. <laughs> Come in here and get him, bitch. Wait, what Freddie loves words? a message through somebody else's He loves it. But also, do you know how painful that's going to be when he wakes up to have that, like, cut into his body? And then what if he keloids, like, as he heals? That's a permanent tattoo. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what if he keloids? Permanent, permanent. And then could you imagine being a nurse? Like, who the fuck did this? Who the fuck cut into this man's body? Who did that? Who did that? <laughs> All right, so the trio, okay, so Taryn is killed, RIP. Um, at, meanwhile, we've got Phil. He's going to get the remains. You got to bury him hollow ground. He's, he's figuring it out. You know, we got our own little investigation there. Even um, Officer so-and-so is trying to figure it out. So Nancy and Kincaid find each other. The trio rescue Joey, but are unable to defeat Freddy because he becomes too powerful. Then Freddy senses that his remains have been found. I'm sorry, y'all. For some reason, they just now want to fucking mow the lawn in the background, which is ridiculous. Um, He takes possession of his own skeleton and kills Donald for incapacitating Neil. So then, Freddy returns to attack the others, but Joey uses his dream power voice to send him away. Donald tells Nancy that he is crossing over, but is revealed to be Freddy in disguise. (laughs) That's fucked up! Cole's just shaking her head. That is the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. I've been hoodwinked and bamboozled. A smeckledorfed. Like, <laughs> like who who does that? Who does that? That is her father. Like it's bad her enough father. you it's bad enough you killed my daddy. So now you just gonna come and rub salt in the room and bring him to me and let me know you did it. That's a new kind of asshole for you. It's a new kind of asshole. I, if he if it wasn't a horror movie, I'd respect you almost. Like I'd be like, that damn, he's good. He's good at this. <laughs> he's good. Um, so then Freddy stat Freddy. Freddy stabs Nancy and prepares to kill Kirsten when Nancy rises up and stabs him with his own glove. Cole, talk to me about it. Tell me about Nancy's final time. Look, Nancy is a thug. She's the originator of taking out these poor serial killers, protagonists, whatever they may be. They need to go down, and Nancy is the one to take them out. There would need no Alice without Nancy. Even though it's like prior to her, there would be no Lori 2.0, 2.8, 2.0. 
57 without Nancy. Tell them. They just need to learn. She is the originator, the innovator. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. That's mm-hmm. Nancy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, um, AJ, any final words for Nancy as we pseudo bury her here? Nancy, look, let me tell you something. You did what you were supposed to do. You were very smart and resourceful. You are the reason they made Home Alone and they need to run you your check. That's all I want to say. Wait, is she the reason they made Home Alone? No, not for real. Not for real. Oh, okay. I was like, what's your <laughs> no, You just know in the first movie, she said to all those booby traps that messes Freddie up and that came out before Home Alone. So it sounds uh, like, sounds like Nancy Nicole Thompson needs a check. Ah, see, I thought you had some film. No, no, no. I have to second that because think about it. Think about all the tricks he did in Home Alone and then think about the tricks she did in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. She did that. She did. She was a very, she's very resourceful. Okay. She knows how to take a gum, a couple of rubber bands and make a Hitachi grill. Like she could do what she had to do. (laughs) I appreciate that. And, and um, my final words for you, Nancy is you are the originator. You are the best. You held it down for a minute, but we we're not going to let you go just yet. We're going to come back for you and you're, you're gonna, we're going to see you again. But for right now, we're just bearing you to say goodbye because you do succumb to your wounds and Kirsten's holding you. And it does feel like the passing of a tor- torch. It feels like, bitch, I did this. Now it's your turn to do this. Good luck to you, bitch. <laughs> Great. And then Kirsten okay. came back as a whole new person. Oh yes. We'll get, we'll get to that. Cause that's some fun, interesting news there too. So at Nancy's funeral, um, Neil sees Sister Mary Helen <laughs> this bitch okay Sister Mary Helen real quick I'm gonna need you to give me all the information at once I don't need you to come back three or four times now just tell me everything I need to know you don't need Alana Fix Your Life part five like girl tell us now just tell me everything I right. need to know like let's spend 20 minutes in a room and get it out because this whole information at a time little piece little piece little piece I'm mad you like, just as bad as the parents withholding information just as bad Sister Mary Shut up. Sister Mary Helen. Helena. But he follows her again. He she he loses sight of her, but then he finds a tombstone that reveals her to be Amanda Kruger. So this whole time it was Freddie's mother. And that's like you should have told me that off the jump. What the fuck are you doing? Like, let me know. That's Mm. your son. So I can punch you in the face. But no, that's not your fault. We're not gonna do that. Um, but just let me know that this is your son. (laughs) Until you go handle your kid. Well, it's y'all not both in afterlife, you gotta go strike them down. Right, go talk right. to him. Quit talking to me. Talk right. to him. You're the nun. Yeah, go right. talk, to him. talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to your son. <laughs> um. Mm. So then that night, Neil goes to sleep with Kirsten's miniature version of Nancy's Elm Street house on his nightstand, and he does not notice the light is turned on, which feels like a missed fucking opportunity um, for us to really have again. What if Nancy is in the miniature version of this house? A lot. I'm sorry. Like, why couldn't we go to the beautiful place that Kirsten dreamed her to? Like, what happened to that? Yes, yes. And, and somewhere Nancy's just floating around in this, like, pseudo-ethos floating. Like, world. <laughs> but, again, we didn't get that. Now, look, y'all, we did skip a lot of stuff in this, but because there's so much to cover in this movie, so apologies we didn't get if we didn't get to some of your favorite parts. Um, but there's a lot to talk about and I, I, I want us to end here 
at least on what our hopes are for this franchise going forward, because it will, it will come back again. New line, I believe, I'm not going to say who owns the right because I don't know, but it will come back again. So Cole, moving forward in the future, what would you like to see out of the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise? For one, I feel like if we can have other characters and other franchises reprise their roles, I feel like until Robert is ready to tap out, let Robert come back and play Freddy. Like, there are stunt men, so if there are any, like, roles or parts that he needs to do that calls for him to be more active than he physically can be, then we need to have them cut in, but... I feel like he could actually do it because Brad Dorif is what? He's about 70 now. And he's about to do Chucky again. What if he doesn't want to do it, Cole? I don't want to hear that. Ugh, I hate that. Don't say that. Why what if he that? wants because what, what if he, he wants to Thanos retire in a garden? What if he just want to dance? No, he's not. He's still acting in like these B ridiculous horror movies, which I'm watching like uh, what's the one, A Thousand uh, Maniacs or whatever. I've been watching all these crazy-ass movies he's been doing. So he's still doing movies. They just got to put the budget behind him. He's ready. He's oh, willing. yeah. He's in Stranger he's Things season four. You're right. You're right. Like, he literally is still, he just Okay, but I, I mean, like, what if he doesn't want to do Freddy anymore? I'm sure he wants to, he's a, th- a thespian. He's going to act. But what if he doesn't want to do Freddy anymore? Who said that? Who said that? Like, you know what Cole said? That's too damn bad. <laughs> right. We need you. Like if they tried to do a remake, it didn't work. We not with it. We don't want it. Come back. We need you. Robert looked at Cole and said, "Grandpa, I'm tired." And Cole said, "That's too damn bad." <laughs> Wait, like I said earlier, here's a Red Bull and some cocaine. Oh wow! <laughs> no, not do. Don't do this. Don't give. Don't give that man that seventy-four year old man Red Bull and cocaine. You're gonna take mm-hmm. him out this earth. Well, you might take him out. Oh, that's so sad. Like he got it. Um, before we uh, move on to AJ Cole, what's the final product you're gonna add to Nancy? Uh, I keep saying this. Kirsten's pack. Kirsten's bag. Um obviously a life support machine to keep things going because things have been rough we need to defibrillator nancy keep her going nancy faked her death she gonna pop up again we gonna see her in another Mm -hmm. sequel (laughs) when robert pops back up so um hmm I'd say a defibrillator. I already threw in the fire torch or whatever. That's a heavy ass bag. I told you, Kirsten, you had to do okay. exercise. This bag is heavy. Get, no, we're going to get her a rolling suitcase. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the next thing I'm going to She's going to have a rolling suitcase with no airport nearby. If y'all live in LA, you know what I'm talking about. You just be randomly seeing people on the street in like the middle of LA with rolling suitcases. There's no airport nearby, not a train. Like, where are y'all going? okay well okay that's that's fair so we we've um upgraded from the pack to a rolling suitcase so now we can fit all these things for me before we move on to aj my final gift um for kirsten in this is a pen and a paper because it's 1987 so the computers aren't that great because you need to write all this down when you pass it on to the new girl because the new girl is about to be introduced 
and you didn't leave her with shit. She had to figure out all this shit by herself. God damn it. She's got to get a diary or a journal. Right. You need a journal. You need to be given notes and instructions because that poor Alice is just tossed into the shit unwantedly soon after this. And that's, it's just not fair um, at all. So AJ, please give your final barrel words for Nancy. If you didn't no, you already did that. Actually, sorry. Give us mm-hmm. what you hope from the future of the franchise and pack Kirsten's bag one last time. Well, I'll pack Kristen's bag first because, girl, this is why I was on the same length as you. I'm like, y'all leaving these people with breadcrumbs, not giving us no clues, no ideas. Girl, I need you to write every morning, every night, every dream that you have, every new find. So I'm just doubling down on the journal because you need that. Let's make it um 500 pages just so you have some space. We're going to get a trap keeper. Yes. Okay. If you need, if you need the one that we used to have real old school with the different color folders. So you have one is nightmares. One is sneak attacks that he got. One is new powers you discover. Girl, do what you need to do. Okay. Just organize it. I would be remiss to say if we didn't real quick point out the last scene of the movie where um, Kirsten's with her mom again. And, and, or, or the scene where she's in the bed and she's like, mom, I had a horrible dream. And her mom's like, what was it? And then Freddie pops up and he stabs Kirsten's mom. He goes, Bitch, I said, where's the bourbon? That's the funniest thing to me. It's the funniest thing. Dying. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, AJ. It just came on TV and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, What I would want to see, I definitely, anytime we get a sequel, I mean, not a sequel, um, remake, don't put anything current in it. I don't want to see no kids getting killed doing no TikTok dance because you just automatically age the movie. And when I watch this five years oh, wow. from now, I'm going to hate it. Don't do that. Like, give me a kid that's a narcoleptic Give me a kid that has autism. Like, start playing with some real life stuff. Give right. me a character that might be in, I say, alphabet game. See, that was sometimes God. I mess up the letters. I hope it but... was God, not Freddie. Oh, no. <laughs> he said, let me Am tell I you here? what I want from oh, my. We, okay. You dropped out for a second. Go ahead and finish it. Okay. Daddy I think got you. I might have. I know. He was like, no, no, no. You can't be spilling my tricks, girl. Okay, so um, what I was saying was, I call it the alphabet community, alphabet gang. Um, give me somebody that's in there that better they are yet and play with them that way. Like y'all could have done that again. too, which I was it's playing. God. Like it's so many things. It's, it's so many things that we can pull from, but that's what I want to see. Wait, real quick. What did you say? <laughs> oh, what did you say? <laughs> No, all I heard was Alphabet Gang, and I was like, I hope, right? I hope you're not going to insult the Alphabet Gang. What Mm -mm. were you trying to say Mm -mm. about the Alphabet Gang? I want to, I want to see a character from that community that does not quite know where they are in the community yet, and Freddie plays with that. Like, there's so many things you could play with, you know? Okay, good. Because you paused after you said Alphabet Community, and I was like, where are we going with this? No, no, no. It's Pride Month. How dare you? No, no, I think that's I, like that. no, I think that's a good thing because that that is an issue. There are people in part of that community that are struggling to figure out where exactly they fit in that community, and yeah. that's something that can be toyed with. Yes, by the right screenwriter and the right person. yes, by the right person. Don't just no, no, no. Yeah, don't do them like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if, if you don't know if you're the right person, ask yourself, am I a part of this community? Well, if you got to <laughs> ask, then that's your answer. If you got to ask. Right, well, then if you have to ask, then that's your answer. <laughs> you should mm-hmm. not. I'm trying to do some stuff, and people have already come to 
on your show a series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These have been really great. Um, tips. I hope new lines listening. I know they are. I know they're frequent listeners. I'm just making this up. I don't know if they are, but someone's listening out there. <laughs> we have some really good ideas. So this is going to wrap up the, the, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street dream warriors, um, conversation, but real quick, starting with Cole, how many Freddie knives are you giving this film out of five? I think I already know the answer. I'm giving this a full glove, baby. Ooh. We got to come back and uh, do the dream child because that one creeps me out. And we see more uh, Amanda. But I love that we get introduced to Amanda in this. Yeah. Or the nun. Well, I guess at the end they already said it's Amanda, so I'm not spoiling anything. But I love that we are starting to get some little breadcrumbs that are leading us into Freddie's background. Um, yes, I give this five knives out of five. Um, because this is when we first get a little backstory and things get even more creepy and we got rid of Jesse and his storyline because I love how progressive it tried to be, but it also was regressive and I'm glad they got rid of that and just were like, okay, this may not have been what we wanted to do and what we meant to do. We tried, it didn't work out. So let's start over. Let's just clean it up. So I love this for a restart of Freddie's tale. And his continuing legend. Well said. AJ, how many finger knives out of five for Nightmare on Street 3? Um, five. I think I've made myself very clear throughout the podcast how much I love this movie. So I'm not going to reiterate myself. It's a five. And I'm also giving it a five. I love what Cole said. Full glove. It's getting full hand for me. Um, just because this is the film that took takes the most risk not just in story and in character but in set pieces and actually yeah i will say this one is the most one dream child they get really creative after this this sets the bar for that um they really do uh get creative especially i think my favorite one is like when the pizza when the souls are in the pepperoni pizza Mm -hmm. that's that's really fun um which i think we'll talk about at a different podcast or a different time but Y'all, you guys have been amazing guests. We had some issues, but we figured it out. Again, we didn't get to talk about every beat of this movie because we're already at the two-hour mark, but it was so fun having you both. Thank you for doing this last minute. It is June. few things, you guys. Um, It is Pride Month, so happy Pride Month again. We're on Clubhouse, so please join us there. You're going to hear our outro in a little bit, but outside of that, you guys promoting anything, and where can people find you? Let's start with Cole. Where can people find you online, and then what do you have? Do you have anything to promote for us? Um, You can find me personally at IBNikkiT, A-B, oh, wait, wait, (laughs) I-B-N-I-K-K-I-T on Instagram. My business page is at 716.media um, and you can see what I have going on with my company. Other than that, you can catch me every Tuesday at Horror Happy Hour under the Afro Horror Club. We're getting people intoxicated and having fun talking about a different movie every week. And that's on Clubhouse. You guys, which is now open for Android users. So if you need an invitation, um, I ain't got any, but it should be pretty easy to get in to by now. Um, AJ, where can people find you and, and what can we, we promote for the world today? Um, you can find me on my personal at underscore who is she. And then in my bio, y'all can find everything there. Cause we will be here for a minute. We're trying to keep it short, but, um, yeah, basically I do have a podcast as well. And yeah, there it is. 
Awesome. Thank you guys so much for being here. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to hang out with you a little bit after the outro, but uh, this is a June episode. I think next month, yeah, next month's July. We are we have a special guest, and we're talking about Attack the Block, which was recently announced that they are doing a sequel for it. So check out that episode because we recorded it before we found out about the sequel. But it, it you know, all the stuff still applies. So we'll see you in July for Attack the Block, and I love you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Afro Horror. Please subscribe and leave a comment if you'd like what you heard. We want to send a special shout out to Jaren Hemphill for our amazing logo design. Thanks, Jaren. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at at Afro Horror or on our website, www.afrohorror.com. No copyright infringement was intended while recording this podcast.